0: Some of them. You're wasting all your time and money on models. Paint what you have. Let's
1: go. I'm ready. Hello, everyone, 65. and welcome to Model Club TV episode 69. I was waiting for Hello. some sort of finger yeah, or something. Are,
0: no, you know, I'm tired of being accused. I swear too much. I make too many innuendos. Blah, 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 blah. So today I'm going to be the kinder, gentler me. Oh, okay. Great. And as as people will see in the interview, you use the F word way more than I did. I'll beep so, them out.
1: I'll just edit them out, and that won't be true. I'll make that. <laughs> go ding yourself. Okay. All right. Hello, everyone. Scott Johansson, my lovely co-host. I'm Jason Walker. Uh, how are you, Scott? I'm great. I feel like we just did this. For some-
0: I know. I-, I-, I can't. Dude. Wait till someone offers me money to do this. <laughs>
1: It's coming. I think we're 100 people away. Um, uh, first, I want to thank Paul Gill for sharing us out and getting us a ton of other subscribers. And that goes for everybody. Please like, subscribe, give it to your family members. Even if they don't want to watch this show, they could just not watch it And as long as they're a subscriber. That would help us out. Um, if you do
0: want just to say, so you no, know, I, 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 I'm I not a Bigfoot believer like Paul, so don't let that scare you off from subscribing. That, so.
1: Yes. Uh, <laughs> If you want to send us an email, it is, I have to click over here, it is modelclubtv at gmail.com, modelclubtv at gmail.com. Send us submissions for the gallery at the end, questions, comments, hate mail, whatever you want to send. And I love hate mail. Oh, and grail mail. If you're looking for a model kit, don't forget, we're doing grail mails. need help finding something. Trying to hook people up. Yep. Yep, took them. The, in the uh, model.
0: And, and what's our voicemail phone number? And our vo- vo- oh, there the we are. Rating?
1: It's 708-816-4299. 708-816-4299. We have two voicemails this episode. So that's a change. Someone called the show.
2: Did Can't you, wait. Did you listen? No, you said you were going to play them.
1: Oh, I, no, but I think you have to hear it. Never mind.
2: Oh, that I have didn't to, listen. Yeah, you'll have
1: to listen. We'll have to pause. <laughs> yeah. Pause and listen. We have this episode is going to be kind of a, a, a departure, would you say? Weird, I don't know. I liked it. We have uh, Mark Henry, Direction, yeah, Direction New uh, Frontier. New Frontier, my shirt by the way.
2: No one even... <laughs> hey, look
1: at that. Who are those handsome devils? I know. Which <laughs> I talked to Vince, uh, and they reprinted his shirt, but they cut the
0: skull off of uh, this over here, yeah. All right, so. So we're gonna go figure to out Red new bubble way. and yes. get it. Don't go to Jason's site and he had to. I, my shoot.
1: shirt from there was fine, so I don't know what's going on over there. We um, Red
0: bubble. We're go to gonna Red.
1: be trying to do, I think, our own instead of going from through those places. So yeah, we'll leave the, leave the
0: store up. I like the store. We'll leave we
1: the store up, but I'm gonna start doing stuff on our own outside of that, like for show. Yeah, sure you are. Okay. Anyway, we have Mark Henry on from uh, of Goblin's Hut, and. He's here to talk to us about a paint, and it's called Dirty Down. And we found out it's because it's the opposite of cleanup, which I thought was pretty awesome. So Dirty Down, it's a way of adding verdigris or rust or grime to your models. And I thought when I first saw it, I was like, some of our guys are going to love this, and I don't think they know about it. So I happened to run into him at Adepticon and asked him to come on, and he came on. And we had a great conversation, and it's not just about the paint. It's about kind of mixing hobbies and crossover and trying to, like, save this whole thing. So stick around for that. It's a long one. You might want to watch this in a couple different parts. I have a feeling I haven't edited yet, but I have a feeling this is going to be a long episode. Uh, yeah, there we are. Thanks, Mark, for coming on. Interviews a little bit later. And let's start with uh, Wonderfest feelings. Scott, you feeling? Uh, let's roll. Still feeling pretty sad about that?
0: I wasn't feeling pretty sad about it. So you just
2: brought it up. Thanks. <laughs> so, um, still okay.
0: Like it's, it's bittersweet. You know, I was thinking about it today. Um, it's weird, like not planning and going at yeah. this point. Um, did you cancel your room?
1: Did you get that straightened out with your uh, friend? Is that we uh, know. No, um, my
0: doppelganger will be there in my room.
1: <laughs> it's doppelganger, so. not doppelgagger. That's something.
0: <laughs> oh, he's a gagger. Trust me. He's a gagger. <laughs> But uh, hopefully that'll go off without a problem. But um, no, yeah. he's now listed. He can check into my room, and um, okay, cool. He'll pay for it, and blah blah blah. So uh, cool. Uh, so I was able to help him out.
1: I do want to talk. I don't about... know
0: why, because I can't stand him.
1: Wow, you can't stand a lot of
0: people. It seems. I,
1: you're number. I'm number one. I know. <laughs> but I want to talk about Picard again.
2: Picard spoilers no we spoilers. are
1: doing spoilers, so if you have not watched the new season of Picard, stop fast now, forward. fast forward there about two minutes because we're not going to spend that much time on it. um we were right <laughs> about what it was in the last episode, which is kind of yeah. it's my <clears throat> only really like hang up was uh, kind of figured it out, but I loved it do you love what did you think
2: did I love it <sighs>
0: I, I, I it, still think, and and this is just my opinion. I'll probably get blasted for this. Oh, blasted! Okay, gonna get blasted. If all good things would have been the last we ever saw of Next Generation, that would have been okay. All right, um, it was the best ending series finale of any TV show to this day that I've ever seen. So, um, I enjoyed generations i enjoyed first contact i even enjoyed the other two not as much uh, insurrection and nemesis i was okay with picard season one season two was a little slow and of all of it i, I did like this the best but and i think that's what it was a little anticlimactic for me okay and, uh,
1: yes and i think because of what it turned out to be mm-hmm. but that being said i'm kind of with you I really wish nothing else had ever happened with any of the next generation people until this. Like if that was mm-hmm. the season finale and then none of the movies happened, nothing else happened. Well, deep space nine should have happened like that stuff with Worf, like, right. Cause it sets up all this, but I'm talking just specific next generation labeled movies. If there were none of those and it just went to Picard season three, holy cow, that would have been cool. Like, just, although you might need a little bit of, like, something in between there to kind of...
0: A little bit of first contact, maybe.
1: Yeah. Uh, like, a couple little things to set, to, like, set things up. But, I really like this. I thought it was one of the better TV things I've seen in a very long time. Mm. And, it didn't make me angry. <laughs> Go
2: ahead. It, and... And, and that's the I thing, like there problem. was some little
1: girl power. There's some minor things in there that are nitpicky, right? Like swearing well, for you. I'm not sure if swearing should be in Star Trek yet or ever, but the, when they did swear, it made sense as opposed mm-hmm. to just MFing everything and, right. and swearing inappropriately. Like when my favorite part, I think was when Riker drops the bat. <laughs> And he goes, shit, this thing's heavy. And he goes to pick it up, and he's like, holy cow, I didn't know this thing was that heavy. That felt like appropriate swearing, as opposed to Uh like swearing like I do, just as part of talking all the time. The girl power thing was okay. Didn't bother me.
0: And what's funny is, you know, you focused on that, and I didn't. It was like, it went by me unnoticed until you said it. And I think it's
1: only because it's so hype. Like, in Star Trek, it doesn't bother me because it's always been that way. But since yeah, everything so else was, is yeah. so like woman rule everything and got to make the men look stupid on so many like other shows, like
0: Incredibles too. Yeah. That.
1: Like it's always like the doofusy guy. And this had a nice balance to it where you had the guys doing stuff. You had the girls doing stuff. You had everybody doing stuff and it kind of balanced out well. So it didn't bother me. Like it bothers me in other stuff.
0: Um, but I, well, like, Seven of Nine is a badass all yeah, the time. all the
2: time. So it, it's, you know.
1: Yeah. I It's, if you haven't watched, if you were on the fence about it, skip the two first two seasons like I did, and just watch season
0: three. Yeah, I won't it's, say that. I, I would say still watch the first nothing two Nothing matters. Like, what? Like, like You seriously. don't have to.
1: You don't have to. They even wrote his Romulan wife off the show. Like, you never hear or see her again. Nothing. Like, it didn't, she was in that first episode, and then
0: gone. Doesn't matter. Yeah, I was kind of wondering if they were, she was going to be at the end of it, but yeah, no. nope,
1: gone. Doesn't matter. And it doesn't even matter, spoiler, that Picard's not in his original body. There's some little things about it that matter, but as long as you know that going in, hmm. which again, that's this is from the other season, dude, if you die and can get a new body made, why the hell would you make your body exactly 95 million years old already anyway? Wouldn't you start over with a younger body and go longer? I don't, whatever. Anyway,
0: I anyway, love it. It was fun. The little tidbit at the end was fun.
1: The um, the po- yes, the the way it ended I thought was great. Both both the mid credit scene and the actual end. So
0: yeah. but it was okay. You know, it, I have the problem though with all these internet shows. And even the one, the ones I've liked. Uh I really liked the first season of Jessica Jones. i l I've liked all the Daredevil seasons. But it's like they peak in the middle or towards the end, but by the time the final episode comes then almost anticlimactic. And that's the, that...
1: there's a reason for that. It's content. They have to stretch it out. As okay. opposed like if this was a good like I think six episodes. Although there wasn't really I felt I'm probably not as mad about that as you. Like there was a couple drag but you're right. Jessica Jones should have just been one
0: season and been done.
1: Mm-hmm. And and Daredevil the first like first two perfect. Like that
0: Well, third season was good. I, I yeah. enjoyed the third season, but it was just still yeah, My, I I
1: have a, and I think we had this kind con- I cut this conversation out before when we had George on and I still, no one has answered this question for me appropriately about Starfleet and the Federation. I don't understand something. And I, I'm going to say this cause I want someone to leave the answer in the comments. And I think I've, I don't think I've done this before. Vulcans have their own ships, right? Ferengi have their... Because they show up in first contact. Their Vulcans are flying around in ships. Okay. Ferengi have their own ships. Klingons have their own ships. Cardassians have their own ships. Romulans have their own ships. Everyone in the Federation has has their own ships. What was wrong? Get a shot at
2: No. Well, the kid just got home. Anyway, go ahead.
1: All right. So why doesn't Earth have its own ships? We do. No, we don't. Those are Federation ships, correct? Or are they Starfleet ships? Well, the Federation is based in Earth, probably. But why did it get based in Earth? Because the Federation was there before Earth. We joined it in first contact. So why are like where why was don't like the we necessarily Earth
0: necessarily joined it in first
1: contact?
0: Well, we—that's
1: that, that was our first of the
0: contact with, with. Well, that's when other they accepted
1: us into the Federation PC. of planets, right?
0: No, they accepted us in the species that have developed warp drive. Okay. So, but so then
1: I don't it necessarily went from there. Think- but then why yeah. did the Federation end up on Earth? That's what I don't understand. And then. Well, because why- we
0: finagled it like we do everything else. That's, true. Probably. That's probably true. Okay. So
1: why? But all of our ships have other species on it because they're Federation ships. Because Starfleet Academy is on Earth. But where's the Earth sh- ships? Like, where are just the, the I'm an Earthling, this is my ship. Okay. Does that, uh, am the Ferengi?
2: I? Ferengi?
0: All right, hold on. The Ferengi, the Klingons, the Kardashians.
1: Not Kardashians, the... Kardashians.
0: <laughs> Kardashians and Kardashians, too. Right,
2: they're from another planet. Yeah. Um, okay.
0: All not necessarily in the Federation. Okay, the clans I don't think are in the federation. There's just a treaty with the clans. Okay. Okay. All right. Now, the Vulcan ship you saw doesn't necessarily mean Vulcans have their they did have their own ships. But now again, I would my answer to this would be once everyone joined the federation, the Vulcans then became part of the federation, therefore they served on federation ships. Doesn't mean they don't have their own ships. So right, so then where but are our ships? Aren't part of the Federation fleet.
1: Which brings me to this point: like in the show, when the Federation turns, where's our ships to go fight it? Like I, where's where's the well, Earth again, by itself it's
0: based here because it's based here. You know what? Okay, anyway, go overthink something else. Okay, <laughs> go overthink three D printing. That happens on a daily basis.
1: Oh, all right. Shit. Picard. Watch it. Season three. Toy show. I went to the toy show. I'm not going to make a big deal out of it, but it's a toy show you used to go to all the time. And Jamie wanted to go with some of her friends. It was ridiculously packed and huge. What's your history with that show? You used to have a table there, right? Or-
0: it used to be. I have had a table there. It yeah. used to be huge. What's the name of it? Uh Kane County Antique Toy and Doll Show used yeah. to be. It. Okay. Um, happens in April, happens in June, happens in October. And October and April are always a crapshoot. Weather-wise, I've been there when it was rainy. I've been there when it was cold. I've been there when it was blistering hot. June, you can pretty much count on blistering hot. When I went, yes, you'd have newer toys, but it was a lot of antique you know, old games, old toys, whatever. But there were always people there vending newer things as well. Now, from what you've told me, I haven't been to this show probably in twenty-five to thirty years.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: And from what I've heard, they've remodeled and built other buildings. From what it used there's to be, there's a ton too. of buildings.
1: It's but enormous. it used to be yeah.
0: a fairground, so yeah, it still a is a fairground. You're outside. still going
1: in the rabbit house. You're still going in the poultry house. Okay. And there's some of them, it's outside. There's one big indoor, like two big indoor ones.
0: Yeah. And well, there always was two big indoor ones. Yeah. So, and then some of the other houses were indoor indoors, well. but yeah. So again, I haven't been in a long time, so I don't know how much it's changed. When I first went, when I first started going back in 1986, you pull into that parking lot that's like right inside there and you'd park right in the middle there. No problem. Okay. And then as it progressed, they'd park you next to the fairgrounds and you'd have to walk in. Unless you were a dealer. If you were a dealer, yeah. then you could park inside. Okay. But
2: um, it was crowded. Yeah, like One of the last times walk. I went,
0: yeah, it was crazy to get in. And, um, you know, it, it's very seldom. I, I'm going to say this about it. You're not going to get many deals there. Okay, unless you barter with somebody. Yeah. And over the years, I bought some things there. There were some
1: model kits. There were some Aurora. There was the most of the stuff I did see was Aurora.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I saw some Secuda stuff and some Halcyon, some Max. Like, there were more model kits than I expected. But it was overwhelmingly Funko Pops and Star Wars toys with yeah, which the means- next. Yeah. And to me, that's not antique toy. No, no, not at all. And that's like, that's my point. It's like, I don't. And then I think runner up would be G.I. Joe and He Man, which is stuff from when I was a kid. It's antiques at this point, but not vintage. There were your like 60s dealers. You could tell who was like stuff from the 60s, 50s. Like you can tell. And those are the, I think, more interesting booths to look at. But who the hell is buying Star Wars toys? I don't like. Who still likes Star Wars at this point? It's. Garbage.
0: Oh boy. Yeah. Uh, oh boy. It's garbage.
1: There's nothing good going on with Star Wars. And oh boy, I like you.
0: Really he need said another it, Millennium
1: didn't. Falcon? Like I don't understand it. And I and Funko pops. Really, like what? I own one. I think I own one as well. And someone bought it I, for I, me.
0: I got the creature from the Black Lagoon just because I thought it was kind of cool looking. I like have it. the Balrog or,
1: or yeah or um the Witch King and Balrog I think, but.
0: To think that you I've were gonna thought make... about buying a few of them, and then I look at them, and I go, "These are just so silly." I have some of the minis. I didn't get like the yeah. It reminds
1: minis. me of the comics in the '90s where everyone thought like, "Oh, I'm gonna get rich with this variant," and then it just. And I think that's where it's headed. But man, it was Let's cool to go. A collectible. I Let's could not imagine going book. there in the summer, though. Oh boy, like, oh, yeah. I, yeah, it can be hot and stinky. Mm. So anyway, we have our giveaways this episode, just like before. Uh, we're gonna edit it in here. Uh, to save some time for Scott because of the dog and
0: happily all of the giveaways that I had have now been mailed out. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so we have three giveaways. I want to thank you right up front with Scott on screen here is the Chuck Homolka magazines who sent those two magazines in the Bigfoot from Gilman productions and Paul Gill and the fly from CG blade and pseudoverse creations. So I'll pull those names here after we're done and hopefully, you know, Someone who did not win last episode (laughs) wins. So, All right. All right. First up, it's giveaway time. We have the Bigfoot from Paul Gill and Gillman Productions. Let's get the button going. Here it is from the Patterson film. Head on over to YouTube last episode. Look at the comments. We had some great people put in some really cool Bigfoot stuff to watch. So you're going to win this bust. Who's it going to be? Thank you, Paul Gill, again. You're always so generous to us. Let's see who is going to walk away. We had shuffle a couple times. And here we go.
2: Who's going to be our winner? And it looks like.
1: Kendall Conniff. Kendall Conniff is our winner. Congratulations. All right. Up next. Let me close this window. Oh, (laughs) I'm having some problems with the windows today. All right, next up is for the magazines brought to us by Chuck Uh, Homoka. He gave us two. It'll be a random one. I'm pulling two names for these magazines. You don't get to pick. I'm just putting one in the envelope. So get what you get. So first up, here we go. Doing twice. So Web B. There we go. All right.
2: Spinning. First winner is. Sun no
1: bill wilson bill wilson get one of the magazines here we go gonna remove his name from the wheel we're gonna shuffle and we're gonna spin again let's see who's gonna win this time it is james downing gets the other magazine so well done to both of you congratulations get those out to you as soon as i can here we go and then i'm clicking on the wrong thing uh, this window is now closed and our last window coming up here is All right. 4. The Fly Kit from Monarch brought to us by CG Blade and Pseudoverse Creations, the Pseudo Fly uh, in the comments. So, here we go. Gonna hit a shuffle and we're gonna have our winner. If you won in the last episode, or last two giveaways, if you're in here, you cannot win this. So, here we go. Zippy Z! Is the winner for the fly kit zippy Z. All right, everybody send me an email at close this down. Send me an email at modelclubtv at gmail.com. Let's bring that up. There it is, modelclubtv at gmail.com if you're a winner. And I need uh, if you're I'm not grumpy, it's vintage. I've been trying to get your uh information for a while because you won that t-shirt a while back from the other show. So please, modelclubtv at gmail.com. Send that to us, and we'll get this stuff out to you. Back to the show. See you later. Giveaways. Hey, congratulations to our winners. We're on to news and reviews, Scott. Make your noise. News and reviews. All right, first up, the new issue. We are recording on the 24th of April, and the new issue of Amazing Figure Modeling Magazine. Figure Modeling. The new issue of Amazing. Oh, Fuck you, I'm right a writer. I'm like, so Fucked up. The new issue of Amazing Figure Modeler magazine is out. Uh, you can download it today. Again, it's gone PDF, so if you forgot, you will not be getting a paper copy anymore. And head on over to AFM, and I'll put the information down below to go. It, th- this cover looks amazing. Like, I haven't, I haven't got mine yet, so I, I just saw this as I was actually, putting the show together. Believe it or not,
0: I haven't done it yet either, but I will so, soon. Yeah, we'll
1: do it. Like, it came out today while I was putting the show together, so. Uh, I have not looked at it. I don't have an article in this one. I know some people that do, and some of it looks really, really good from what I did see. So, and Terry called while we we're in our interview. So, whew. well, he don't have time for us any other time. No, he doesn't. That's because I'm printing stuff for the class, which I just finished. We'll talk about it on the workbench. Um, amazing fiddler, figure, amazing figure modeller. If you're looking for back issues, there's a great story here uh, uh, called TV Man drove out steve iverson drove out to terry's house picked up terry's entire backlog i think of of magazines
0: just about atlanta georgia to (laughs) columbus ohio grinding
1: (laughs) grinding that stuff on the pavement all the way back um so if he's has a super warehouse sale i'll put the link up for that if you're looking for back issues head on over to cult tv man and that's where you can get some of those so get a good deal all right first up i just
2: bet you, if you order some, I'll bet you money he'll throw in one of these cool stickers. Okay. Okay.
1: Gonna highlight Sunray Collectibles, Patreon that I just joined yesterday. Uh, He had been sending me some stuff in the past, and we've shared it on the show, I think, before. And... Great stuff. He's just starting out. There's only a couple months of content in there. But if you want to get in on the ground floor, this is your chance. Uh I think $15 a month you're able to sell your prints. Which so I am doing that. So if you're interested in anything you see, let me know. Probably after Wonderfest or like get me on a list before. Get you on a list before if you want one of these. Uh a really cool Wolverine. You get two optional heads and suits, it looks like, or heads. Is he shirtless in that one? I can't tell. Um but you get a great motorcycle and I think a really good Joker statue, a couple different options for the head. Uh, his little Robin body uh, stuff. Kewpie dollies hanging up. There. I, I like the Joker. Yeah, I saw good. the Joker. I it's been a, a while since we've seen a good skinny kind of Joker like that. Like not the movie version, more of a like, and not a game version, but more of like comic. And then from uh dark stalkers, you got a Morgan and a Thomas Wayne Batman figure. I don't know what the story is on it. Did they do a Thomas Wayne as Batman? I stopped thing?
0: reading comics in 1993. Okay. So <laughs>
1: there was something with Thomas Wayne. And the other one is uh, 2B from a video game. Uh, I know I forgot the name right now, but it's one of the best 2Bs I've seen in a while. So great stuff. Sunray co- collectibles. Check them out. If you're interested in 3D printing, you can print your own. If you need them, you can also contact me and we'll go from there. You want to take this one, Scott? I can't wait. From our good friend, Mr. Tony
0: Cipriano. We have the Gorn Captain from the episode of the original Star Trek series Arena. Uh, resin model bust 3D printed, available in two scales. Caddy finally listened to me. Uh, quarter scale is $135. That includes shipping. Just so you know, shipping on something like this is at least $15. So, you know, it's, and then third scale, 165 shipped. So In the United States. Uh, flat rate, U.S. only, please. Yes. If someone wants this out of the country, and you want it that bad, call me and I'll see what I can do for you about having Tony send it to me and then I'll send it to you. <laughs> Tony hates the post office. Tony hates doing the paperwork for international.
1: And it's, uh, I hate I can, doing the international. It, if I can
0: help, I will help. So, and that goes for the rest of the stuff we're going to show as well. Cool. Um, cause I'd like to see Tony get to see uh, sale. Cool. So as long as you want to pay for the extra shipping, I'll ship it to you. No, the second new thing oh. on the super, uh, is from a Bugs Bunny, um, Chuck Jones, uh, short, Super Rabbit. And it's Bugs Bunny
2: as uh, Super Rabbit. And this is uh,
0: five resin parts, 10 inches tall, uh, 3D-printed kit. Comes with wires for whiskers. I'm going to finally did that, yeah, too.
2: Yeah, uh-huh.
0: Um, $135 shipped, again, to the U.S. only. Um, again, figure something out. I think Brent Krug just got one of these. Um, And was doing a review on it. So, all
2: um, right.
0: I'll link to that. I'll link to that. The next one is now, this is not just a Superman, just so you know. What is it? This is from the Filmation cartoon, The New Adventures of Superman from the 60s. Filmation also did Super Friends. So, this stuff kind of morphed into Super Friends. All right. So, you know, so if you look at this and say, well, it's not very detailed and stuff like that, well, this is based on the animation. So, uh, really cool, though. Really nice-looking piece, yeah.
1: actually. I think you could do a really cool paint job with that comic style on here. That would
2: look Yeah,
0: awesome. $175 shipped. I also want to take notice uh, the logo on the base, the logo, the S on the chest, and the cape. Notice they're not something. <laughs> what are they not, Jason? They
1: are not a quarter-inch off his
0: chest. I know. I know, and it makes such a difference. It really does. This, to me, is Superman. This is classic Superman. This is what Superman should be. Um, I wouldn't mind... A, Goddammit! A more... <laughs>
3: this I, is God my dammit, Superman! But,
0: I, you know, I wouldn't mind it. Tony sent me one the other day. He says, what are these, potato chip clips holding his cape on? It's some, <laughs> you know, all these guys that are doing these modern Supermans. And if I see one more Christopher Reeve Superman, I'm going to puke. Okay? Oh, here, uh-oh. All right. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I don't think he was the best choice. I, it's not that the movies were bad. As Clark Kent was laughable, stupid looking. Okay, George Reeves was it, man. George Reeves, Clark Kent was good. George Reeves, Superman was good. Christopher Reeves,
1: oh boy, you just, Uh oh, you stepped in it. Well, leave the comments. I, I, know I didn't hate him.
0: I, no. you know, it's I don't hate him, but I mean, it, it's so. All right. And I believe next in this series will be Aquaman.
1: Aquaman, cool.
0: Now, again, the classic Aquaman that nobody ever does. Aquaman doesn't have long hair. He doesn't have a beard. He doesn't have a freaking hook I, on his I hand. I agree with you. Okay? I agree. I agree. Now, the only thing I don't, it's not that I don't like about this one. It's its accurate um, from the cartoon done by the same people. But by the time we got to Super Friends, the black boots were gone, and there was like a fin on the back of his calf.
2: Okay. Okay.
0: Which I think was more comic accurate. Um but again, this is based on the cartoon. So it's um gotcha. And what's this?
2: They look like this is yeah. Simon Bar Sinister and his uh sidekick CAD. Uh, uh that's a penis for a nose. Uh on both uh, of Only you would
0: see that, but of course it is. Anyway, <laughs> those go with Tony's underdog piece. I believe they're in scale with his underdog piece.
2: Oh, cool. I love the
0: Simon Bar Sinister. Yeah. I like the cat too. Those are 135 each. I think he's got uh, if you buy two, I think it's uh any two for 250, all three for 300. So if you want the underdog
2: with it, all three for 300. So, it's a nice set.
1: Um this is up your alley, isn't it?
0: This is actually an older one, but I know he's got a couple of these printed right now, or he did. And this is big, just so you know. I mean, I have one, um, but yeah, this is a uh, spaceman spiff man, and uh, yeah, mine of course is solid. Uh, <laughs> that's before we got to Mister uh, Tony and um, taught him how to print hollow. Taught him how to print hollow, or. Convince him to print hollow. So anyway. Uh this is some stuff. Is uh all of his stuff is still available. The space ghost is uh, all of his stuff. So Tony Cipriano sculpture or Tony Cipriano. Um I gotta get Tony a three. button. This reminds me we have
1: a lot we have to get Tony a button. Yeah,
0: Tony needs more than one button. So uh, so yeah, so that's uh yeah. It's a Tony Bonanza. Tony Bonanza.
1: <laughs> up yeah. next from uh pestilence yeah. labs
0: yeah we better hurry this up because my wife's ready to yeah go to bed. from
1: pestilence labs is what they're calling the mask series from jeff yeager uh is the original what the creature from the black lagoon was going to look like so i think they're going to do a little like I, I think if this line continues it's like things that almost were And they Mm -hmm. realized, nope, that doesn't look very good.
0: I just saw this today. This is actually really nice, uh, really accurately done. Um, I love the
1: idea. I love the idea of masks, of doing them Mm -hmm. as little masks. I'm I'm a mask collector myself, so to see little kits of masks I think is a great idea. So if they continue this, doing other things.
0: No, I'm not going to give the idea. No, don't
1: you dare. Don't let them give it. I just
0: got an idea.
1: Okay. Tell me when we close. But well done, sculpted, like I said, by Jeff Yeager, and you got some little, like, sculpting tools down there, and that looks cool. I like that. Good luck casting those. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Uh, From Vengeance Studios, they have a Hellboy coming out for the Hellboy fans. Uh, I think it's more of, like, an original design Hellboy. Uh, I am more preferable to the comic style. Not a big movie Hellboy guy. I like the comic version. But this one I think is really cool. It's got a couple different head options uh head on over to their patreon as well uh sign up if you are interested in one of these again i think i can print that for you as well or jordan can print it for you either way that is all good oh boy oh boy and then we have from chuck chuck sent this over to us and it's a monster scene
0: scott you want to talk about this one you know what this is sculpted by rob blusky i think this is actually not new this is
1: it's He's it's it, it, well let's preface this Chuck always sends us the monsters in motion flyer that has yeah. a bunch of stuff on it. And I, and that's stuff that I hadn't so, seen in a
0: while. This stuff's been out there for a long time on eBay uh, by blue sky. I think it is blue sky. Yeah.
1: Or something something like that.
0: And it's Rob Bluskin. I've, I've ordered from Rob before. He's a good guy. He actually sculpted a few, one or two things for Robert Um, But these have been out for a while, but it's a nice, there's, there's some cool ones. There's not just these two. There's some cool ones from Abbott and Casella meet Frankenstein. um, I have the one he does of the two skeletons jumping out from the animation at the beginning. So that's pretty cool. Oh,
1: I remember you showed that. You showed us that. Yeah. Yeah, I think I I did. did. Yeah. Also, in that flyer that Chuck sent was the X plus uh, Dracula that's coming out, the plastic kit sculpted by Tony Cipriano. And it brought me, I'm like, oh crap, we have a ton of X plus stuff coming. So this is like a golden, like, I don't want to say golden age, but like a renewal of plastic model kit. And it kind of goes into the, the miniature side of things where they most of that stuff is plastic these days from Games Workshop. And I'm like, why aren't they doing more plastic? If you could do this detailed of miniatures, why can't we bring like make good plastic kits again?
0: And I'm fortunate enough I've seen a lot of in-progress shots of this. And so I'm just gonna say this before you're quick to criticize anything, okay? Remember there's about seven little seven 20 layers of art direction that go into this so after
1: yes and and decisions i think were made but i think this is like if you just want to it looks great yeah i love the hands it's a dracula kit x plus is killing it which brings me to some of the next stuff which is i have so much stuff on pre-order from cult tv man this is the shin ultraman they got coming out plastic kit flipping beautiful can't wait to do this thing uh, and if you have not seen Shin Ultraman, it's well worth it. It's so, so good. But they have this plastic model kit coming out. They have the Revenge of the Creature coming out. And I want to highlight, Adam Doherty uh, posted the box art for this. And it's you can see in this first image here, it's 1A scale. I love the box art for this thing alone. Just that box, that creature is just gorgeous mm. looking. So I yeah. think the paint job on this creature is, I want to say perfect. Because it almost matches, it, it is. That's what the creature it's looks like. It's got
0: the like. gold highlights. It's that got if the really gold highlights, the kind photos. of the yeah.
1: same kind of solid green all over. The really red lips that look ridiculous, but I think this is handled in a way that makes it not look that silly. But mm-hmm. I love this paint job on this build up on the box art. When I and do I line, the... it's going to look like this. And also a little, the really cool touches. I love the fish. I love like my only gripe on this. Is I wish it was swimming like on one foot, like somehow, like his ankle was touching the anchor, and he's you know what, though, up more higher.
0: Um, when we get to our guest, uh, what a great kit to use his rust product on, on yeah. that anchor. Yep, absolutely. All right, cool.
1: Next, also from X, Plus, this Jurassic Park T Rex coming out. I have this on pre order. 130. This thing kill and I remember the very first model kit that I paint I used an airbrush on was Horizon's Jurassic Park T-Rex. And I thought that was an amazing model. Like really this kills that. So well done. All plastic. You can see the parts break down here. All of this stuff can again can be pre-ordered. Is it gonna through. come with the guy? Yeah. The, it comes the with the guy, the okay. base, the the cord. There's cords in there to make the wires. That's kind of nice. And it's a decent price too. It's not like it's only like sixty bucks or fifty five.
2: Like it's not that expensive. Um I
1: I'm loving what X Plus is doing in terms of just plastic model. And then we're on to our well winner update. Scott teased this last episode. I think it's been finalized. What yep, do we got here? It is
0: finalized. It's available uh on CG Trader. Um and uh you can um Get it there. I have it already, obviously. And uh, you know what I like about this is if you don't want to build the base, just the figures alone would stand good. But this is um, Marvin and K-9. And I don't need to take credit for things, but it's nice if I would have got some credit. But uh, the arms on the side were the Bugs Bunny. Remember I mentioned the ears in the yep. front? Yep. The The arms were my idea. So I'm just <laughs> saying.
1: You're an idea guy.
0: An, I'm an idea, man. Okay. Uh, really nice. And then another Ruby Ghoulies character that I didn't even know about. Is that what this is? Because I saw the base, and I was like, what? Yes. What okay. It, 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 it's... it's um, he, he sent me the model sheet. And I should show it, because he's going to do them all. Okay. And um so this is Icky, and Icky's really cool looking. Yeah, actually. I was
1: this is a blue demon, right?
0: Yeah, he, he knocked cool. this
2: out, so... I love it. So uh, that's it. Yeah.
1: All right. Workbench. It's all printing. I, I, that's where I'm at. It's, I've been printing for Mark. I've been printing for Terry. You've been printing. I'm printing for Wonderfest, printing for clients. Well, I got have your gossamer. printed
0: this for myself. And I got to tell you, I love it. I know it you, you're arguing with me about it, but I, it, there's
1: just one little thing about it.
0: I love it. It's based on the. Artwork and he hit the artwork perfect. He is said he's starting to make his nameplates so they're removable because not everyone likes them, so there's no key or anything. Oh, that's all right. I like so. That. This was printed at 150%. So, with any luck, you'll have some of these to take with you to Wonderfest, but they won't be quite this big. If okay, somebody wants one this big, you better special let order. know now. Yeah, and I'll try to send order. it with Jason. So, um, but yeah.
1: Uh, my little workbench tip that I want to talk about is a glue that I picked up. (laughs) Were you there on the, on the discord when I first used this glue, everyone was making fun of me. Uh, so it's a glue that I picked up at Adepticon from Creature Caster called Beast Bond. And I just figured it was a rebranded, you know, like all hobby stores get their own CA glue kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And they just put their own label on it. That could still be the case. But I have I I'm gonna order this stuff by the case because this was the most fast acting, most amazing super glue I have used in a very long time. On glueing a 3D print together, and glue I think it's formulated for resin specifically, um, but it works fantastic on 3D prints mm-hmm. and like almost instant bond. And I was blown away by it. So head on over to Creature Caster. Beast Bond is the glue, and it's, it, it's great glue, like just great solid glue. So, workbench. That's about it. It's just been printing. I have not been at like no painting at all. Nothing. Okay. That brings us to our guest. Uh, we have Mark Henry, not the wrestler. And I'm sure he hears that all the time. And he probably See, is- and I never even heard of that wrestler. Really? Uh, don't be mad that I even said that. Um, We have Mark Henry from Goblin's Hut and Goblin's Hut is a they are a distributor and seller of Dirty Down products and it's a paint that I thought everyone here in this side of the hobby world would like to see and we wanted it was our first guest that we've been able to get on that's more involved in the wargaming and miniature side of things so it allowed us to have a conversation about that it is a long conversation there's a lot of stuff like just it was a it was a very fun conversation. We had some, a lot of stuff I got to edit out because I told the story. And uh, we want to thank Mark for coming on. Uh, we have a promo code uh, if you're interested in any of this stuff. Head on over to Goblin's Hut. We'll have the link down below. MCTV is the promo code for some, I think you said 10% off, right? All, like camps. Yes. All caps. All okay. caps. And uh, if you want to pick some up, it is a bit expensive. I'll say that right off the bat. But once you see what it can do, and you give it, like, it's well worth the money. And I, I, I have my three bottles here that I picked up at the show. Uh, I wanted to wait to use them until after we talked to him just to get some tips. Uh, I have the Moss. I have the verdigris, and I have the rust and I bought us a what can is of the is that like patina the blue, basically. like yeah, the blue patina kind of stuff. So uh, check out our great interview with Mark and Goblin's hut. And just, it's a great hobby conversation. And it goes, it's, this is going to, like I said, it's going to be a long episode.
0: They have um, a Facebook page. Or no, not Facebook. Uh, they YouTube have
1: instagram well. again all that stuff i'll have down below instagram and their website all that stuff so and youtube also channel. other videos yeah, on how YouTube to channel. use this product lots um, of people you really could you, youtube it you'll find it uh and i'm gonna also be doing one. i prep some bases and i'm gonna be trying it out and i'll post that in our how-to pages as well uh of me just kind of fumbling my way through it after just listening to what he had to say so enjoy our interview with mark and goblins hut about dirty down
2: dirty down done dirty all
1: right all right everybody welcome back we are here with mark henry of goblins hut and the u.s distributor of dirty down
4: so that's right mark how are you doing you good i'm doing wonderful i really appreciate uh running into you to DepthCon and uh for you to ask me on so it is, it was kind of like
1: serendipity. I was leaving the main hall I kind of explained Adepticon to the people that watch this show because they had no idea. Most of the people that watch this and that's kind of what I want to talk about too. Um, I was in there. I was like, I had just saw a video. I think it was Duncan Rhodes painting like some scenery for kill team, the inside of the ship or something. And he was using the rust paint for it. It was either Duncan or peachy. One of the two.
4: I think it was painting phase. Pa- yeah. That's
1: what it was. Okay, painting face. So it was painting face, And I was like, holy crap, that stuff looks awesome. I wonder if it's going to be at Adepticon. So as I'm walking around, I'm like, oh, that rust paint. And I walk out the door, and you just happen to be like right there. And I was like, oh, shit, it's right there. So I want you to kind of explain what Dirty Down is, how the system works. But before we get into that, I want to talk about you a little bit. Um, how would you get involved in selling paint? <laughs> at conventions like where did you start how did you start how old a guy are you
4: what Uh, kind of stuff you into where to start then um i'll just i'll go i'll go far back and then press forward from there if that works yep i was always um always been a gamer it's just been a specific kind of games i remember sprinting home to get on my console because avoid the one hour tv rule when i was little um (laughs) but i played rts games for the longest time what's your favorite games what's your favorite oh or what did college you pl- time college time was starcraft 2 when i played it the most but obviously it started with command and conquer and with stuff way before that
1: okay so scott has no idea what we're talking about um <laughs> but this is real-time strategy things dune 2 and dune did you play that yeah. the, oh those yeah, were, yeah that's how i started <laughs> playing pc games was dune the original dune rts's but so we're in the same okay keep going
4: I played the game before I knew what the book was, and yes, I'm ashamed of that fact. Me too,
1: exactly. <laughs> That's how I got into the book was playing that game. Okay, all right. I don't feel bad, and I'm sure
4: there's two of us. Two. Okay, there are two. Um, <laughs> I I had friends, the ho- painting hobby, and you know model kits and everything was always on the periphery of what I was interested in, but. uh, I had friends who played games and so their focus was the gaming side of things. So naturally they played Warhammer fantasy when it was out and 40 K and stuff like that. Um, But I always thought that that was scam. I always thought like if I could play an RTS, I could just move my little men on the computer. I don't have to build them and paint them and put them together in order to play a game, and that's the whole purpose of building and painting and doing that. It's obviously not anymore. Right. But for my group, they're like, well, you have to do all this. And then I opened a box. What the hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and they're all about this big, right? They're like, yeah. yeah. It's honest. It's a, a little plastic then, they're in they're a box. Smaller, yeah. I built a model airplane when I was younger, <laughs> and I remember getting to a point and just going like, this is stupid. You can buy toys at a... <laughs> My mentality has shifted though. Okay. Um it's still a scam. But <laughs> <Yes>. um
1: <laughs> yeah. Damn. Even, I probably more so of a scam than it was back then. But <laughs> I'm I'm in yeah. on it now. <laughs> but it's a fun scam. That's the thing, yes.
4: Yeah. Um my friend dragged me to the Baltimore games day, the last one they had there in the US. And I remember standing outside those doors and just having the like energy where everybody has to shout, Whoa! I was just, yeah, just <laughs> going to say, did everyone yell? I didn't know what was going on, but I loved it. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then I went inside and I still had no idea what was going on. I just, they're like, Oh, you can paint pennies over here. And my friend was there for the competition um, at the time. And I just kind of bounced around. I really didn't know what it was. And, but that started my road in. Um, I got in, I'm going to want to skip it through. Yeah. Oh, 40K. Yeah. Uh I didn't get into 40K until sixth edition. Um and then I got out of it at eighth. And I skip all that time because it's a dark time. It's a competitive mm-hmm. time. I can either be like hyper competitive or <laughs> which which nobody has fun. My opponent doesn't have fun and I don't have fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or um it can be the switch is off. And when 40k went to eighth, I didn't want to learn a new rule set. And I had some friends who were like hey, man, we got the better drug. Heresy is more expensive, and we have resin over here. <laughs> um, and obviously, they sucked me in because of the rules, but I stayed because of... It. I know that not every 40K scene is competitive, um, but mine was hyper mm-hmm.
2: uh,
4: in my local community uh, here. And playing Heresy, listen to any podcast, you show up to any event, uh, Scott,
1: he's talking about Horus Heresy, which is another game based in. It's yeah. a. It's like the prequel game, kind of to what 40k is, and mm-hmm. that's Warhammer as well. This is a, okay, I'm, just, all right, I'm all right. just, you know, I'll get, I'll get to. I'm an idiot. <laughs>
4: we'll get there. I promise. A good, I'm older than 49. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um. Yeah, Horus Heresy was where it was at, and I fell in love with the people and the community, the emphasis on beautiful terrain and armies and custom kits and then Games Workshop uh, or Forge World came out with an army called Demons of the Ruin Storm. So, right now we're like just shy of 2020. Um, and what was special about that army is it only prescribed base sizes, it didn't prescribe models. You could use whatever you wanted from any range um, initially. And then they quickly edited that. <laughs> and so, my goal that I set for myself was to build an army that was entirely. Some garage kits, some third party, some board game minis, some yeah. stuff to build a cohesive force that that was unified in theme. Not just having disparate models that I thought was cool, but having um, I had a list, six item list of it has to have like rusty metal plates, teeth, open wounds, gross, cool ox. stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you had to have like four of the six. Yeah, um, and that re. That changed the game for me hobby-wise because all of a sudden I wasn't just stuck to one brand or one game. I it opened my eyes to all these people that sculpt individual model models, uh, and I have to credit one person specifically if it's okay. Oh yeah, for um, sure. A guy, a guy, named Cohen Terra Designs on Instagram. Um, I saw him um, sculpting Asmodan for Diablo three, two. Okay. And I just like yeah. had to. I had. I was in a six month hobby slump. I wasn't doing anything with my time. I wasn't Show, Can you hold was, that
1: up again? So people, cause yeah. that's from Diablo, you pictures. Too.
4: Like, okay, cool. Yeah. So this is from Diablo. Uh, three.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yep.
4: I don't know if that's in focus. I can't see my own camera.
1: <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> um,
4: yeah. And he's got like,
1: I've seen that before. That's awesome.
4: He's in the middle of sculpting the butcher right now, and he's going to sucker me into buying that. (laughs) So
1: is he, is he sell miniatures by himself or is it 3d printing or files or is it?
4: The, um, this one was limited run. He's like, I can make 10 and then the the mold is done. Yeah. And he made 11 and I almost bought a second one. (laughs) Um, and then he got into 3d printing recently. Um, or 3D sculpting recently and he's done he does work on both sides. Okay, cool. Um he does everything from this horrible stuff to like goofy little kids bobbleheads and um it that opened my eyes to the world of that I was blind to. I, I still want to I'm stuck in that mindset that GW mindset of everything else. But like no, like that's not what this is.
1: I, I and you're not the only one I think that gets stuck in that mindset because when you it's like once you step outside there and you just go on like just my mini factory for a minute and start kind of looking all these other companies that are doing amazing things and they're not like I I would think of Bysterium or Creature Caster and some of the stuff that they do. And it's just really, really cool original stuff that if you get stuck in that game's workshop mindset, you miss all that other stuff when it comes to that. So I I agree with you completely. It was in the hunt
4: for there's plenty of other game companies out there too. Like I got some of my stuff from Cool Mini or Not, um, from yeah. Promelec, from um I could rifle off from Creature Caster, which is much bigger now yeah. than they were at the time. Oh yeah. Um and then also individuals. And the individuals is what like I now hunt for those models that that people are just making for funsies because nobody else has them. And Dan- demons of the Rune storm made me fall into fall in love with the unique and the limited and I'm a sucker for it. <laughs>
1: and I, I think you just hit on a, re- and Scott, I think probably picked up on this too. You hit on something that like as garage kit guys, that's how it started for us is people started making models of things that they didn't have or couldn't find a model of from movies. Cause most of our stuff is comics, movies, uh, what else would you say is it thrown? In? Like classic horror, right, Scott? That kind of thing. Classic
2: horror, superheroes, um,
1: sci-fi. And it, yeah. And it start. it's know. like an early nineties thing. And it's like, that's where I think we need to like, if we want to keep our side of it alive, cause everyone's kind of aging out of it. And to see these kind of resin kits, cause it's the same thing.
0: And people, it's, it's like Mr. 35, he's not aging. <laughs> I, you know, I'm that's aging. True
1: uh we don't there's not most of the i'm like one of the youngest guys on our side of the hobby and that side of the hobby they have no idea about your side your side has no idea i think a lot of times that there's this other stuff going on and it's like this whole other if everyone could get in one big hobby love circle thing it could i think could grow and we have one guy that he uh george stevenson he runs blackheart blackheart uh what's the his actual name. It's Blackheart Enterprises. And he's at Adepticon and he sets up. He's a guy that he was out in the hall too. And he had a lot of the Star Trek and Sci-Fi Pumpkin Head and Leatherface guys out there. Oh, nice. Okay. He's one of our guys that's been, he's the only one in Badger Airbrushes. He's the only other guy that's been like, hey, there's something going on over here. These guys would like our stuff too. We need to like start filtering in there and, and kind of exposing people to what we have. And I think. What you hit on is just great so keep going sorry <laughs>
4: yeah, i would i no i <clears throat> let me make a note because i would love to touch on that it there's a key point for me that falls right in, in okay there, okay um
2: about crossover um
4: demons of the run storm found the models i was really unhappy with the scheme um i loved the skin i loved the gore i love the pox stuff but um I just had these like strange out of place green armor plates and I just didn't know a scheme to paint that was going to fit the theme, but I knew I wanted it rusty. I just had no idea how to paint rust at that time. Yeah. And since then, not just with dirty town, but across the, I've tried every rust product that's on the market, every new one that comes out just cause I, I want to see what they do and how they function uh, and if they're competition, but there's,
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and
4: then I found, I stumbled across, I'm skip, skipping too far ahead. I worked in event production for 17 years. Okay. Um, and then COVID happened. Um, and you can imagine that didn't go well at all. Um, <laughs> so I went from having, from being on call 24-7, 365, to we um, transitioned to PPE production. Maryland had this great rollover where like any company that that stuff could jump into it very quickly. They'd finance it. The issue is uh, the FDA didn't change their certification rules. So you could be making everything that people need, but you couldn't sell it. Yeah. So we had to pivot a third time to distribution. And at that time, we went from a company of 36 down to a company of three. Um, and I had to learn very quickly uh, how distribution worked, how uh, online retail worked. How Amazon functions, <laughs> <clears throat> and um, that was a struggle really quickly. And even then, that petered out. Once I got it set up, it was self-sustaining. So I had a lot of time on my hands to to build and paint and stuff. Um, I ended up um, painting as much as I could, as fast as I could. But I never was on Instagram or even social media a lot. But I needed. I went from doing work puzzles essentially every week um to having nothing for my mind and i wanted to i looked at instagram as like i'm gonna figure out how this works i'm gonna i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna be successful at it i have no idea how it works i have no idea what that realm is but it looks fun and i have the time um so i i did the deep dive that you'd expect with <laughs> the algorithm and this that and the other and and um you know everything that they tell you to stay away from Um. <laughs> um, I'd like to see Jason's algorithm. Oh, my my, my, my. <laughs> And it was a lot of fun and it kept me busy. Um and eventually I attracted in our small hobby world a small following um on that scale. And that was will be important later with just the general springboard. But skip back to armor panels. Was really unhappy with armor panels. Wanted to paint rust, and I came across a guy's Instagram uh, called Luke Mockeridge, and I have to credit him with all of this, because if I never came across his rust tutorial, none of this would have ever happened.
2: Okay. Um. I saw what he had a picture of, and I saw the three
4: steps that were to achieve that picture. I was like, mm mm, cool. (laughs) Um, There's no way (laughs) that couldn't happen. But I needed a quick fix, and this seemed really easy. Um, So I went and looked for his tutorial called for use of a paint called Model Mates. And I searched all over for Model Mates, and I could not find it. Um, Couldn't purchase it anywhere, Uh, not even overseas. Um, There were no. There were a couple blog posts. There was a couple old forums. There was a a couple like, um, just like ancient.
1: (laughs) I've never heard of Um, it, Scott, have you heard of model mates paint? I have never, I have not. No.
4: It suffered from what dirty down suffered previously, which is that it was not in the Western hemisphere. Um, and I came across massive Voodoo Roman LaPotte's massive voodoo page. Okay. Um, where he uh, is a prolific painter in our space. Um, mm-hmm. And um, in the comments, he had a, a model made tutorial. And in the comments buried was someone saying, Hey, you know, they rebranded. They're now dirty down. Well, I found something on dirty down. Eventually I still couldn't find it. <laughs> and then I found a post on eBay, which was like, you can spend here. It's it's 10 euro and $50 shipping.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and- so we're at, yep okay
4: <laughs> and I was like you know what I'm that desperate I have the time and um, so I, I bought one flew it over here and then I tried it. and Luke thankfully suffered through all of my questions because I had the same questions that everyone now asks about this paint um, the first time they use it because it doesn't function like any other paint that you own and I got it to work And it was exactly what he said and i immediately bought four two hundred more dollars (laughs) worth of four pots four paint pots for 200 bucks yeah to fly it over here the reason why it's so expensive is um being dangerous goods is you have to shift a very specific method and you need a slew of certifications in order to actually transport it safely it's not supposed to go on a plane without that so i i got it tried it it was amazing bought a whole bunch I, i even got one of these big boys which they sell overseas, but not here, okay. 250 mils. Um, and I haven't even cracked that open. That's the first one that I bought. <laughs> um, and that's where stuff really began. Um, I went down a rabbit hole trying to figure out how this stuff works. And I, I mentioned it doesn't work like anything else out there. Um, and that's the Instagram, the distribution, the Instagram pairing uh, or, or s- small following that I had at the time. Plus the continued time to invest that COVID gave me. I know it impacted a lot of people very negatively, but it changed my life for the better. Yeah. Um,
1: I mean, that's how we started this podcast. <laughs> we were, <yeah. laughs> that's exactly the same time
4: frame. It hasn't changed. my it hasn't, life. It's made his life worse. It's
1: made my <laughs> life. Worse.
4: Right. Now you have to tolerate him every week. Right? Yeah, oh you know, my God.
1: Yeah, twice a month.
0: <laughs> Not to mention all the questions. I go, what's wrong with him? Okay. <laughs> yeah.
4: My my fun. first, <laughs> <laughs> um, my first ambitions were very small. I'm a very risk-averse person.
2: Yeah,
4: and um, I had a job that I was happy with, that I a career that I had been in for so long, and I was like, you know what? Maybe uh, as a side hustle, I could ship some of this over here and just sell it online, um, o- online retail in my spare time, um, and then I reached out to Dirty Down. He's like, you know, you're one of probably a hundred inquiries that I fielded. Um, here's this dangerous goods information to scare you away. And um, that dangerous goods information was essentially, it costs the same to ship a hundred as it does to ship 9,000. Um, you pay for the space on the aircraft that's climate controlled and all that. <laughs> not You pay for a cubic meter, whether you use the cubic meter or not. And oh wow! Okay. So he was like, "You can't dip your toe in this. You just have to do this."
3: Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> and that's um. I talked to my wife. I was just like,
1: "She slap you?" She's like, "What are you doing?" <laughs>
4: <laughs> no, she. Well, uh, she also she can't have a hobby that isn't for profit. <laughs> and I bought her a set of like jewelry tools. And she turned it into an Etsy store. Okay. And I was just like, no, that's not what this was for. <laughs> um, and so uh, her dad for ages, um, they're first generation immigrants for ages have been like, so when are you going to start your own company? When are you going to like, yeah. you can, can you sell this? Can you, can you paint these models and you do this for fun? I don't understand. Um, <laughs> Where are they from? Where are they from? Cause uh, they're, they're from Iran. Okay. Um, gotcha. And uh, yeah, it, and that he made his, his life that he has it here by the same hard work. Everything is, uh, an opportunity to, uh, have a better life. And, yeah. um, so that's I, awesome. Literally the, the first time when I told him I started the company was the first time. I think I heard him say, I love you for real. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> so great. it, Dirty Down essentially told me, put up or shut up. Yeah. Um, But it also explained, because everybody's question is like, where did this stuff come from? Why wasn't it here? Why are we just hearing about it? And this is where I can get into that crossover conversation. I've been rambling. For
1: a oh, no, that's fine. So, yeah. How did it, like, how did it start? What's it, like, what is its history?
4: So, Dirty <laughs> Down, really, their mainstay are these things, okay. right, are the sprays. Um, And they're uh, the whole line, including the liquid effects, are used in the original Star Wars, the new Star Wars, Game of Thrones, Harry Potter, Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, the list goes on. Um, and it's all for uh, breaking down props, for making them look like they've been through life or post-apocalypse. Or it, it can be everything from sweat stains on Johnny Depp's and Pirates of the Caribbean's costume to uh, you know, the grime on R2. Mm-hmm. Um. To it's it's in House of Dragons. It's got there's a rust spot. It's in the first episode of Game of Thrones. Oh, <laughs> is on oh my the god! Door. Hold on.
1: Are you seriously? You can pick out rust spots and go. I know exactly which which one that is. What can that is? Dirty uh, down I'm, can't get by me now.
4: <laughs> <laughs> now
1: I know.
3: I
4: spent. I started out as oh, a hobbyist. Ruins everything. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I started you can't out have as fun a at the movies. <laughs> that's yeah. It, I mean, it's exactly that. I can't tell the sprays yet, but the liquid effects, there are some hallmarks to the quick work. There are ways to use it. (laughs) (laughs)
1: That's that's fine.
4: (laughs) Um, So they started in special effects, uh, or not special effects. um, Special effects.
1: I mean, that works as a special. Yeah. yeah. Set painting, set design, like that sort of thing.
4: He, yeah, he put out, Alan is the owner of Dirty Down, put out a, a an amazing guy, so kind, so generous. Um, he took a chance on a rando who just reached out one day and said, yes, I'll do it. Um, charge me your money, (laughs) (laughs) take my money rather. Um, so they used those sprays to great effect. It's, um, it does some really cool things for props. And it also does some really cool things for us. Um, the liquid effects, he he had these effects that are, Based, you know, you'll use the liquid, you'll use the spray, and you notice they they smell the same. So there's crossover between it um, on a chemical so on the chemical side of things. But um, he branched out and had the line Model Mates, and it's not because that line wasn't successful that he stopped Model Mates. Is um, shtick Europe expects something different from Model Mates from Dirty Down than the U.S. does. Um, you can blame me for that, but <laughs> Europe expects water soluble. And that's what model mates was a line of water soluble effect paints that it wasn't that this gives the gradient of rust in a single coat. That's just an added bonus. They have, they had 10 paints in total that were water soluble. So it black oil, Brown um, meant to be used by scale modelers, model trains. And yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) because that was my first initial thought is like, this is like the best military rust stuff. Like I like, why aren't people using this all the time?
4: And that's, yeah, that's where it got its start. Um, uh, scale model trains and, um, scale modeling and, and historical war, war gaming. Yeah. And he only closed up shop on model mates because the sprays were doing so well and the movie industry buys in pallets. Gotcha. Um, to sell the liquid effects just became a pain. And so he consolidated it down to three, rolled it into the dirty down brand, and then just said, like, this is, these are the ones, the Rust, the Vertigree, and Moss have an application in the movie industry. They're the most used. We don't need the other. And, uh, and then I came along and poked the bear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you mentioned Crossover earlier, mm-hmm. and there's a whole rabbit hole to go down. Um, but it's amazing to see what, it's all the hobby, but what other hobbies have to offer. You said, like, the war gamers didn't know about um techniques that garage kit guys are doing and yeah and and model train guys have been doing this for ages <laughs> they know how to do everything and if you look at the stuff they create it's gorgeous
1: model train guys <laughs> are nuts <laughs> we have a guy that watches this show and he'll, he's like he'll build stuff and i'm like dude what do you like the, just layouts of stuff like the stuff that goes into a train layout you can't like as a as a hobbyist and as a modeler no matter what you do If you can't appreciate a good train layout, like there's something wrong with you. Like there is so (laughs) much great stuff in a really good train layout that you're just like, damn, that's that's hobby, that's fantastic, and people Mm -hmm. need to appreciate it more. I think the train guys get overlooked by us a lot and by the miniature guys because there's it's train guys. There's not many of them left either. They're aging out of it too, and no one's picking that up, which is the sad part of a lot of.
4: You guys have any experience on that side of things personally?
1: I we're model guys. Like I've built models as a kid. Scott, he's an old. How'd you start, Scott? <laughs> let's go.
0: Go <laughs> do you know what to yourself? Um <laughs> I've been told I swear too much on the show. Well, we're about to start an getting ding. That's the thing. I think we're going to start getting. You know, go ding yourself. Oh,
1: all right. So, so all right, um, um, use that word. <laughs> That's
0: I had an uncle that was into trains. And but he never finished, he had this huge layout in his basement. And if he would have ever finished it, it would have been beautiful, you know. But he had all the mountain, he had all the track in. Okay. And I used to go down there and just marvel at just, you know, he'd build a lot of the HO buildings and stuff like that, but he never really finished the landscaping or anything like that. But he would buy, um, and this is something you don't see that often anymore, he'd buy these brass engines. Okay, oh, I guess the brass had the better detail, just like, you know, the hobby etched uh, or the is it uh, photo it? etched, the photo, photo etched edge, stuff, yeah. And so these brass engines were like hundreds of dollars, and then they just paint over them, you know. But I remember he had all these unboxed, <laughs> these boxed, <laughs> must run in the family, these boxed brass engines and stuff. So I had a little knowledge as far as the scales and stuff like that. And and I used to marvel at some of that stuff because um, he always had model uh, what was it, model railroader? Yeah. Magazine? Yep. And I remember even even though I started out painting the Aurora Monsters and stuff back in the day looking at some of that stuff going, oh my god, that's amazing. And it just that's just as a kid. You know, it, it's so... Like in the hobby store window, like when you see the people,
1: like when you see just a muddy tank and it looks mm-hmm. like real mud and it looks like real rust and you're just like holy crap yeah. like even at museum like we have the Museum of Science and Industry here in Chicago that has a, these they have those those dollhouse things that are pretty crazy but then they mm-hmm. have this giant train layout that's basically downtown the loop in Chicago it's like every building and all this really cool stuff and yeah that's well, what, see, I haven't I, been
0: there for years
4: so that's still what it is now huh?
1: yeah it's still there yeah okay
4: there's so much uh wisdom and knowledge that's just built up over ages and been passed through the community. And um, I feel like that's what a lot of the progress of the the big hobby is moving towards is a unification, a consolidation of that knowledge across individual Mm -hmm. micro hobbies. And it's so awesome to see.
1: It it has to, It, it really has to otherwise it's going to go away for the majority of people
0: we went to that hobby expo um what was that it was the
1: world figure uh world figure what is that oh crap here's where we both have strokes it's it's the (laughs) it's the figure show around they only they do it in a country once like they spread it out and it was here in chicago a couple years ago i think it was in sweden this past year or netherlands maybe i don't remember yeah but it was like it's like Adepticon-level ridiculous wow. paint stuff. And a lot of the guys from Europe flew in, and you the work you'd see there is just... Just, yeah. I mean, And, I was and a lot of it's military, too. It wasn't yeah. like...
4: The loot stuff. Yeah. It
0: was... Oh, no, it was military or um, Milita- and historical. Yeah. Uh, and then you also had fantasy uh, figures. But the variety was just amazing to me yeah and then the techniques are totally different. they're the same, but yeah. they're different and it's that's that's where George went and got his ideas to go smaller because George was yeah. selling one to one scale heads yeah his, he's <laughs> he's a guy
1: that has the giant Frankensteins and and Godzillas that are the, got and it. it's it's like when he saw that, he's like, oh no, <laughs> but he always kind of <laughs> had that idea too because back in the day in the nineties he had the micromania yeah, he had the ones micro, he did have some miniature stuff, yes but it's it's weird. I just want and that's why I, I I was really happy that you agreed to come on to kind of get some of our guys to see it and maybe some guys that might follow you might see some of this and go, "Hey, they wait, you can buy a Dracula <laughs> or yeah. you can buy like a Godzilla <laughs> like that they might not even know." So that this is great. So back to the paint.
4: Oh, no, I I was just thinking or, about what you're oh, saying no. is is I'm I'm slowly um in the demon stuff. I've reached out to a lot of sculptors and while I haven't painted like a, a life-size thing yet uh my projects are slowly getting bigger and bigger i have like this guy back here and yeah. I, I expected him to be like yay big but he's like this big and i'm like <laughs> i haven't painted something this big before you, oh, I got, see, like, you're gonna uh, end
1: up where we are it's gonna
4: <laughs> <laughs> Yep. well there's there's so something so fun about when you're working on a small surface yeah nice <laughs> got gossamer there you <laughs> hold go hold on hold on go get, it. get the big show guy us, down yeah,
2: show us yeah there you go <laughs> oh, oh i have
1: that i
4: haven't yeah. done it yet though
1: i have that <laughs> uh,
4: he's he's only about a third done yeah mine's but... sitting
1: over there unpainted yeah yeah it's like a the... pool toy that thing's so stupidly
4: big <laughs> toy. this is big i cut off its head and replaced
1: yeah.
4: it <laughs> um, <laughs> um... There's something, when you paint on a small scale, it can be forgiving because there's like, you know, you're playing with them three feet rule like, you don't really care yeah. uh, what it looks like from across the room. You only care what it looks like while you're playing the game and right. you're not going to like inspect it close up. Um, but there's something special about the blends you can get on larger surfaces and the realism that you can bring and incorporate with like small glazing layers building up from like undercoats of veins and everything and what that looks like i'm a sucker for large models now i can't go back to the 28 millimeter 32 millimeter which is what the war gaming stuff is
1: why oh, yeah. <laughs> so i'm currently i'm working on snake eyes right there
4: yeah GI Joe, so, there's that. <laughs> it's so cool yeah what is this like year two on that yeah it is <laughs> oh i i'm sure i have a whole slew of projects around yeah. here that are <laughs> oh, I mean, this takes up all my mark time, i though. knock them out oh yeah he hasn't painted <laughs> a kit in 40 years so don't even believe him don't even believe him but <laughs> well, when he starts one it'll be done in a few That's days right. That's right. Well, i was waiting for dirty
0: down now that oh, I got yeah. Dirty yeah. down, we got now i know where to get dirty down i'm in
4: okay i'm down and dirty there you go. I like that's a great circle back. I appreciate down it. and dirty <laughs> to dirty down. Um, it's clean up, so it's dirty down. Dirty that's down. <laughs> <came laughs> okay.
1: Um, really? Wait,
4: that's it. Yes. Uh, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the colloquialism. That
1: is pretty cool. Um, I, I was wondering why it was okay.
4: <laughs> um, bringing us back to dirty down, I may, took that leap. Um, I said, you know what? I'm going to take the hit financially because I want to see if this is a thing. I'll order a small amount, pay the ridiculous shipping, and try it out. Um, the first batch I just sold through Instagram to people who had been following my progress and seeing what I was capable of and didn't want to pay the $50 to get it overseas. Um, and that batch that I flew in uh, sold out in a day. Um, <laughs> and
1: You were smart. I, was gonna say. <laughs> I, brought, I brought in
4: 100. It sold out in a day. I brought in 900. It sold out in three brought in 6000 it sold out uh in three weeks (laughs) and and then it began (laughs) it truly began um i think i can make a living at this (laughs) (laughs) i went oh no what have i done and i i remember i've been with my my old boss since out of high school um at two i started two years after he started his company we helped grow it from a single car garage to a forty thousand square foot warehouse space and like my life was work for all intents and purposes. <laughs> yeah. And I remember sitting on my deck with my head down going, Oh, this got, it's got way bigger than I thought I was going to. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is my, this is my three months notice on six months notice on three months notice. I will tell you, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is the most I can possibly give. It, it was successful and it was successful because there's a huge challenge it's amazing just by itself. I have the benefit of having the opportunity to work with it ahead of time, experiment with it ahead of time, decide, like, okay, this is something I want to do, and then come into it knowing how it functions and help. I never want somebody to go through the growing pains that I went through trying to figure out how and why Dirty Down does what it does. Okay. Um, and because if you just pick up a pot, I've been, I've probably been accused of scamming people (laughs) roughly 50
3: times.
4: (laughs) And those are just the mean emails. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then probably another 200 of like, Hey, this isn't working. Am I doing something wrong? Um, And it's my favorite thing in the world to take those people from, I hate you to, I'm going to tell everybody about this. This is amazing. Yeah um
1: scott has a lot of people that say they hate him so he, he's <laughs> that
2: side of it. i haven't been
1: shot at <laughs> but i, I can't I credit have, i
0: have Wait. doesn't surprise oh me. no <laughs> he's, he's they weren't shooting at me
1: they weren't shooting at me they were shooting in our direction during it was New Year's downtown. I think that's called being shot at. Oh yeah, that's just shot. <laughs> but it wasn't like I'm killing that guy. I'm shooting in that direction. Does it matter if it's indiscriminate or well, it's targeted? It's shot at <laughs> me. It's shot at. Okay.
4: <laughs> end result is the same. I think.
1: True. Is this? Is run for your yeah. life.
4: <laughs> um, I Sorry. I have I have to hear the end of that. No, I have to. No, hear that the end was of that,
2: that story was two different.
1: Buddy. That was two different. I could tell that story real quick.
4: Um <laughs> okay. anyway. so how, wh- how did you get linked up with Scott? How did those two oh, lives come how together? God. <laughs> I getting
1: uh, how did we?
0: Uh we had a lot of mutual friends. Yeah. And he grew up close to where I grew up. And we would always like see each other at the Wonderfest uh, in Louisville.
1: Our convention called Wonderfest, that's the right. big convention and... for
0: garage kids. So we'd always say, hey, man, we, we need to get together or whatever, because, you know, we were, like, from the same area. But, you know, he was all... When I first met him, he had hair down to here. The hair was longer than the beard right now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, now, you know, now that I know him longer, I realize he was trying to hide the male pattern baldness that runs in his family, but... um,
4: hey. He had a depth <laughs> on it, which
0: I got a haircut and, first. And then he... Um, you did have longer hair last week. So I don't know. Then we started to hang out more and uh, discovered we had more in common. Yeah. You know. Oh, we fight a lot. Oh, we.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Because he's an idiot.
0: All right. But (laughs) I'm an idiot. (laughs) Tell him what you did. You know, I haven't even touched on the fact that oh, there's a thunderstorm rolling in. Let's leave my umbrella open on my table. I forgot. That was an accident. I forgot. I
1: shattered my cough my patio table last week because I forgot to take my umbrella out. Oh, I, no. I just forgot. I haven't even touched on that one. <laughs> okay. That was dumb.
0: He's, that was dumb. He's, he's been in the hospital twice with burns for doing stupid shit. Okay. No, like once. Uh, no, no. The second time stuff.
1: I did it myself. I, I, I did the hospital stuff myself. Well, how many,
4: oh, many Literally, The second time I burned myself intentionally. Yeah. What, what was, <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I,
1: I, I healed my wounds myself. I didn't need to go back because <laughs> I had stuff left over from the first time.
4: From the first time when he <laughs> stuck his
0: arm. In plaster have, to mold make a mold of his arm.
4: I have the same problem with my dog, is he keeps on tearing his paw pads and burning <laughs> them over and over again. That's the That's second not. time was I hear bad things about arm and plaster.
1: Like twelve packs of what? Sparkles? what were the
0: burns on your on the iron the firemen had to come get you out that of it. Oh. That was the plaster.
1: That was the sheetrock chemical burns on my <laughs> yeah. I, I had I had Chicago firemen had to cut me out of my tube. We've told this story on here before. We can't. That's all right. The other one I'm is sorry, uh, I distracted. No, no, no. It's okay. <laughs> oh, that's all right. And the other one was twenty-four packs of sparklers <laughs> at, at once. once. Man, and I'm I just thought hot. it would. I just thought it would be. <laughs>
4: I just had to tell my daughter, you can't burn yourself with sparklers. Oh, they're but the worst. I guess, I guess well, you I can need to if you put enough of them statement. together.
1: Yeah. <laughs> tell her, do not combine the strength of the sparklers.
4: It's the you can thing. if you're you're drastically irresponsible
1: <laughs> and wasted. That's. <laughs> it was the most blinding flash of white light I've ever seen in my life. Oh,
4: and it the, just the went. phosphor for you, pff. just flashbang
1: yourself. And I I did, and I was like, oh shit, I'm in trouble. <laughs> I can't see. I still need I to hold on. <laughs> Stuck my hand in a cooler. I'm like, alright, I gotta go home and get the silver, dying, silver Dean. Oh. And I have blisters. I, I lanced my own bl. Anyway. Sorry.
2: Shooting. Oh, skills. it's okay. This no. is entertaining. So anyway, I like
0: so, it. Um, this good. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how. Uh, he came over one time. I would do molding and casting. Yeah, uh, resin, yeah. And he came over to see that process one time.
1: You had just got your rotocaster, I think. And I was like, oh, I want to see... Or no,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I was part of it.
2: Yeah. So um he brought over this real nice gal
0: he was dating. And uh (laughs) she's the worst. (laughs) But um yeah, so we just started doing things, running the hobby stores, running the local shows, still hanging out at Wonderfest. And what's funny is we'll go down a little bit, we don't even drive together because if I had to be in a car with him for five hours so oh then you know what else when it started when we went down we had a mutual friend who had a birthday party it was a surprise party down in louisville and we decided to drive down there together to surprise him yeah and i think from that point on we kind of because you know people. then you're in a car with someone
4: that suffer through that yeah
0: and, and suffer through that and say well now i'm invested so <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't Guess let me guy's sleep with him We had to
1: get a separate room
0: because, <laughs> I was like, no, you got to I warned you. I you would wake
4: up tied up at that point. It's just not working. <laughs> Again?
0: <laughs>
4: I, when
0: we're done, I'll tell you another story. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> but anyway. Because yeah.
0: so, we've told that, that story before, too. <laughs> that's kind of how we uh, met. but it's um. And then we started doing this.
1: Because we uh, got it. Same thing. like Kind of like COVID. and We were trying to run a model contest, and that kind of failed. Because and... I had
0: nothing better to do with my time than this.
1: Well, see, Scott. I'm the painter hobbyist guy. Scott is a collector more than anything. So, like, I'm combine painting. the two together. You, yes, but I you're his paint. story. Like, he can remember who sculpted what, what year it came out, like that kind of thing, and, and say this is that kid. So he's like, he's got that that I don't have. Where I'm,
4: my, my I mean, that much. It, it's that kind of knowledge that crossover that mm. um, we're able to take from from different people and different groups and that's really what helped dirty down get to where it is now um is people coming together from from different knowledges uh, different different knowledge bases and mm-hmm. i would never be here doing this if not for a slew of people who were just as enthusiastic from different walks of life from different hobbies helping champion and introduce a product to a nation. Um yeah. to multiple nations. Um, and there's there's probably a thousand people that we could talk about. And I want to thank you for, for having me on. Oh, you're absolutely um,
1: thank you for coming. Wait till time. you edit, it and then you'll be like, oh those guys suck.
4: <laughs> no, but it, it, <laughs> Helping spread awareness, because that's really what, yeah. like, I, I, I am still working on getting information out there, and there were a couple people who really early on, you know, we had to, all these different groups have these rules, right, that that kind of prohibit. We know. Well, <laughs> um, oh, we know. Oh, we know. They prohibit in interesting ways spreading word of something new like that, of going, hey, here's something cool. I just happen to be the one that sells it. So I'm interested, but I'm interested in advocacy as a hobbyist to show you what this did. Um, and my buddy Mavericks paint and his friends, Maver- Maverick of Mavericks paint and his friends. There's the guy with me at the, um, yeah. I have to credit towards the first spread because um, we went to Facebook groups and I'm not allowed to say, Hey, go buy it here, <laughs> but I can post a tutorial and him and his friends can ask where to buy it. And then I can respond to them. <laughs> <laughs> work in the game work the system that's it. hey you got to do it you got to do it so um but it was all in the name of of just like look you need to know about this it is revolutionary from the model train industry to wargaming and like how do all these people not know about this amazing uh product but also skills and also things from from cross hobbies there's so many things out there and that's what I think is changing the fastest now in the hobby is, is knowledge is spreading so fast from groups in 40k and wargaming a few years ago nobody or only a niche group had ever used enamels last yeah. year. Nobody had touched oils um, or, and airbrushing was reserved for a small niche exclusive group
1: that's what and I wanted now. to talk. Airbrushing is is a big thing too for us. Airbrushing has always been there, and so when I talk, when I when I watch, or read like miniature painting forums, airbrushing is new, and they're just trying to get into it and trying to figure out airbrushing. And I'm like, oh my gosh, we've been doing this forever, and it's weird how it, it's like that. It's things start at different times, and come in at different levels. I just it's crazy. Well, I think, something you know, I never
2: thought of. That- And now that Mark's touched on it, you know, if you look at all these hobbies,
0: yeah, there were plastic model kits. But when you look at the train guys, and the train guys were probably the first ones doing ultra realistic stuff. So you wonder then how many of the military modelers and stuff then picked up from that, you know. But again, it's so it's kind of, and then I think a lot of stuff that we do has picked up from that
2: mm-hmm.
0: i think you know and i and then you have the miniature painting which is different than what we do but there are a lot of the same techniques only they're done differently yeah um you know so it's yeah there's a lot of crossover that you you know i i never thought about it before but we probably owe a lot to those model railroader guys i think so i uh, think so because like realistic water and stuff like that i mean Oh, yeah. Somebody came <laughs> up with something that said, Hey, we got to make water look real, you know. <laughs> and same with the military modelers. You know, when I see a battleship in water, you know, and you see the white, you know, and, and how they do that, how they have, you know, and I, I saw a submarine one time where it's got the submarine surfacing yes. and the water pouring out of the portholes and, and stuff. And I'm like, Oh my God, that's amazing. <laughs> it's so cool. You know, and it, it's, we're in a group. I'm in a group. What is it? Weathered models? Yeah, weathered. You've got to be
1: in have you you've seen weathered models, right? On Facebook. <laughs> okay, that's probably I was gonna say you've gotta be in there with this stuff.
0: <laughs> and that's that's yeah. uh that's amazing. So it it's a lot of crossover. Now I'm gonna ask some dumb questions here. Hit me with okay? it. Okay. Because a couple Wait, times you've face- alluded to how this works, how how your product works and, and how so I'm a dummy. I've never seen your product before. I, I I've i purposely
1: your, not said anything to Scott about it. No, I love, and, it. I and I love I, it. And
0: I don't know even what your product does. So start me stupid. <laughs> I'm sorry. Start me Jason. No, 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 we're leaving that. Oh, And uh, start me Jason. <laughs> and, and you know, I mean, starting from the beginning. Okay, what does your product do and how does it work? You know, uh, and because and I noticed you said you've got spray and you've got um liquid and what's the difference and what does it do and you know let, fill me in. And I'll be able to put up
4: pictures as I'm an idiot. I'll send you pictures. Yeah. Um the the shortest version is mm-hmm. if it's good enough for Disney, it's good enough for us. Um and that's where you get the crossover between special effects and realism. Does it read well on screen? Is it okay for Star Wars? Are people going to believe that this product builds an environment or adds to an environment in a realistic way um and going directly from what you mentioned about bringing stuff into i tell stories by telling stories and i obviously can't actually answer this directly um the 40k and 30k community um games workshop i, I have stuff. to stop
1: you right there there's a yeah. lot of people that have no idea what that is and we've said it a bunch of times could you just okay. say what 40k and th- there's people watching this, like, what the fuck are they talking about? Like, what is? That? Yeah.
4: Okay. <laughs> so the Warhammer is a a war game that you can play like Axis and Allies, like chess, like whatever, but on a four by six table where you build and paint paint plastic miniatures. They have rules associated with them, and that plays out on a large, small scale on something like a squad based game or on a um what they call Apocalypse, which is like Titans three feet tall that uh, you place on the table that battle along with space marines that are an inch tall. Yeah. Um, and perfect. That's,
2: uh, <laughs> perfect.
4: People, I think, many are introduced to Warhammer, no matter what iteration that you're playing, and a lot of war games, through the game aspect. And hobby comes second for them initially. Um, and what I mean by that is backed up by Games Workshops, the company that makes Warhammers painting style, which is very much a, a I'll just paint by numbers. Um, if you have a scheme, they have an app that tells you what paints to put in what order on your model and how to apply those, whether it's base, layer, dry brush shade, whatever, their their basic scheme is yeah, base shade, layer, highlight. Done. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can skip the highlight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um And, um, then once people are in the game for a long time, they discover a love for making their army their own and making it unique and having something, uh, that they can present to others, not just to play with plastic models that are built, um, or primed, but to also, um,
2: take ownership of, that's not the word I'm looking.
4: Um, oh, ownership take, pride, Pri- take pride, take yeah. pride in in what they put on the table, um, and that's what I found in Heresy, and what many others find elsewhere. Um, that Heresy is thirty k. It's Warhammer. It's just another version of Warhammer.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> and
4: in that, in the discovery of oils and enamels and stuff like dirty down, um, there's been a reach, I think, recently, but there's been a reach for that ultra realism that you saw in um, scale modeling, in uh, model trains. And because of that, you have companies that uh, a little while ago you had AK Interactive and Amomig um, have a surge in their enamels because the grimdark in Warhammer the grim darkness of the far future is their tagline, yep. but that wasn't reflected on the tabletop and the models you're playing with. But then a whole style of painting uh, had a, a surge of just dubbed grim dark, desaturated colors, um, realistic grime and grit, and the mud that you referred to earlier, mm-hmm. the water effects that you referred to earlier. Um, and there's a major challenge in using new products. Using non water based acrylics, which all of Warhammer is, painters are used to, and um, like the airbrush, there's a fear associated with that too. If you go from finger painting to the precision of an airbrush, like that's a big step for a lot of people, it yeah. was for me, um, and there are multiple steps to achieve something that realistic. So some people go like, well, I'm just going to put some grit on it, dry brush it with a bright orange, and call that rust. And that's cool. That's a step towards realism. Um, but there's an easier way to achieve that realistic, that hyper-realistic result. And that can take a beginner to Disney special effects level in just a wash. That's what Dirty Down is. Um, there's, they started off with the three products. Moss, Rust, and Vertigree. And it's an alcohol-based, water-soluble paint um, that creates a gradient of color in just that single application. You can use it to paint at competition levels, like Roman Lapot. You can paint something that I won't be able... I can look at the Iron Throne in Game of Thrones and say, that's got dirty down rust on it. But you can paint in a way with this that isn't that, that no one will be able to tell that you use this product. But the most common way is just to wash it onto a surface, and because it's water-soluble, you can then use water to manipulate and remove it, uh, reactivate it, change it to get the perfect result. And if you hate it, you can take it all away. Like enamels and oils, you aren't going to work on a project and then be stuck with the result because you didn't move fast enough. If you get afraid of progress, or you get pulled away and in 12 hours passes you can or 24 hours passes you can still come back and manipulate dirty down do that forever um until you seal it in, and
2: um Let's right.
1: what do you seal it with just real quick cuz someone might go oh, what do you seal it with right here
4: i have my personal preference okay there's uh i'll give you my personal preference and then we'll go from there i use ak high compatibility thinner which is an alcohol based thinner that works with solvent uh, Solvent based paints as well, a figure, um, or uh, an acrylic based paints as well. It's supposedly does that. I mix that thinner 50 50 with uh, Vallejo Satin and do it in fine layers through an airbrush. Okay. That's my preference. But all that matters in everything I just said is fine layers. <laughs> um, you cannot, it's water activated. You can't brush on a, a blacker or a varnish and expect dirty down to be the way it is. It'll reactivate, the lacquer will seal it, or it's already, it's finished shifting color, and you'll go from this beautiful, realistic rust to a dark, dull, um, unimpressive, black, brown wash. Um, I'll just speak about the rust specifically. Yeah. Um, if Sounds you like use... you've learned that the hard way. <laughs> oh, yeah, and, and I've walked a bunch of people through it as well. Um, rattle cans are the same. Rattle cans dump a ton of varnish you can do it you just got to be a lot farther away normally rattle cans are like 12 to 18 inches go three feet go three feet back find mists let it let it cure go over it again and you're fine but there's a misdirection there and that is you don't need to varnish it at all corrosion is the last step on anything that you're going to do um you may go in and put some like scrapes or metal uh dry brush or something like that uh but you can do that on top of dirty down no problem you're not going to put a heavy layer of of paint over top of it your rust is going to be your last thing and it holds up just fine too if it's if it's okay for war gaming and like picking up models and i've got cases worth of demons back here that attest to that (laughs) then it's going to be fine for any sort of display and any manipulation I I challenged people at the booth because I had plenty of people that were like, Oh, but what about varnish? And I painted it on, did a test, and I'm like, now try and screw that up with your finger without licking it. <laughs> <laughs> Which I hope you don't do to your models yeah. anyways. Um Jason is a model licker. <laughs> <laughs> Rust has it innately has different textures, different colors from deep orangey browns or reddish browns all the way up through bright yellows or even like a, a tinted white, depending on the yeah. rust and nastiness you're looking at. Um, and this in just a wash and maybe a little water mixed into it too, you're able to get that full gradient of color that you expect from rust in an ultra matte. And when I say ultra matte, I mean like uh, if you put this paint next to most of the other paints you have, it your other paints will now look like satin just as rust is, ultra textured ultra matte um and you get a little bit of texture
2: with dirty down as well um it that that's what i was gonna ask like i'm looking at a um
0: i took them from your
1: from the website
2: okay
0: yeah yeah um i want to say it's like a hatch door but i you know i don't know what it is But yeah, this stuff just, it's amazing. And that's just painted over a solid color and kind of manipulated or.
4: So is it the, uh, the armor plate? Um, there are a a few different examples, um, on, on my Instagram at gobble underscore I N Z.
1: Okay. What's the website? If
4: I could ask. Goblins.
1: I've told you a hundred times. (laughs)
4: goblinshut.com. And we are, uh, we're the North American distributors, as Jason said early on, but we also sell online retail. Um, And uh, don't buy from us. I mean, if you're desperate, but go to your friendly local game store, go to your local hobby shop, tell them to reach out to us instead. Support that shop and it being there and existing um, and uh, take care of them. They provide a a lot for you. And um, We will happily sell to them if you order from me i'm packing up the boxes myself i can still offer the same level of customer service for the store and for you whether you buy uh, at either place but um to talk about those pictures on our website the first one there is the yellow rust that's the new one and you can see the texture that it provides um but yes that's just a single wash of the everything that's on there is just a single wash those are all very basic applications with the exception i think there's an example of stippling uh as well but no matter what technique that you use, you're going to get that range of color, that realistic range of color that you expect.
0: Yeah, like I'm um, looking at the one that's got like a door and some pipes. On each oh, side yeah. Or. Yeah. Oh, that's, wow, that, that's amazing. <laughs>
4: that's that's probably one of the most complex projects that I have. The pipes are pure dirty down in two different applications. Um, I put a mixed wash on there, but also a direct application. Um If you use Dirty Down straight out of the bottle, it's going to be um, that reddish brown all the way through like a a brownish orange. So like a a higher um, desaturated orange. Um, If you then apply if you apply water to the Dirty Down while it's wet, it'll push you up to that bright orange and yellow. If you apply water to the Dirty Down after it dries, you'll get an extreme shift to bright yellow very quickly. Um, So you can go in where, like panel line almost, where you'll have like water water pools and um, get that to shift really bright. And you have a level of control over it
2: where you can, um, once
4: you know how to manipulate the range of color, all of a sudden you can achieve whatever effect you want. You can let it do its thing naturally just by washing it over, or you can go and be precise and say in this spot around this pipe, I want to have like a, where this fitting is. I want to have a bright orange or a bright yellow. And uh, with more layers of dirty down, the darker it gets till you get to like deep, deep browns. Um, those rich colors that, that would expect from like a sewer lid that's just been sitting there for ages. and nice. My
1: other, so I'm an, I'm an art teacher and I have, my degree is in sculpture and it's a lot of the stuff that I did for my degree is I did, I used a lot of the, hold on, sophisticated finish stuff and we don't have to put this in because I don't want to give them, so it, it looks, looks like that and you get it at like Michael's or Dick okay. Blick and all that kind of stuff, but it has actual metal in there yeah and then you have to use like vinegar or their patina solutions to get it to do what your stuff does with just water and that's when i think am i correct that's kind of
4: yeah and, and no to be clear i don't like you had mentioned we don't have to put this in, no i i am happy to talk the merits of dirty down over okay. any rust product on the market that's what I, perfect. Um,
1: that's what i kind of wanted you to do because i use when i do my when i was patining all my stuff the stuff smells terrible, and then I did a Nautilus a few years back, Scott, you'll remember, and I used this specific rust stuff that smells, where the hell is that stuff? I think I probably threw it out. It smells so bad he was that I thinning. couldn't even... Oh, what the hell is
4: that? Yeah, I mean, I have rust pigments. I have enamels. I yeah. have acrylic rust. I have, like, it, uh, I got Army Painter, AK Ammo. This. Um, or no, that's not it the whole thing, because I wanted to be now, I didn't want to approach somebody and just say, you know, this is better than what you have. I want to be able to say, you know, if you use one of those real rust products, uh, like you rust from MO Meg or, um, the sophisticated finish, those products continue to shift They're real rust. They continue to shift color over time. Right. I've had people who have approached me saying, you know, I did this ancient rotted Gundam diorama and it looked beautiful when I had it. But two years later, it's all shifted to dark brown.
1: Yeah. And, um, and, and I think knowing that, because that's one of the problems with some of my sculptures that I've done is they have changed. So the one changed to just pure red, brown, the entire thing. Yeah. And yeah. when I first started out on it, it had all these really cool highlights and different colors and different, t- like it looked amazing. And now it just looks like brown rust. It looks like just, and with this, if I had this at the time. It would be a different story and it that's kind of what I wanted to do. Just...
0: So I, I'm looking at an example and because um, I'm exploring the website while we're talking. Yeah. And it's um, basically the same shot four times. So it's a sword or an axe or something where you see the guy's foot and the hand on the handle. I don't know if you know the one I'm talking about. I do. That. Yeah. So that it starts off just a, a real <laughs> brown and then it lightens up and then it lightens up a little more and then it kind of like there was a wash over it and looks really cool so yeah it, it,
4: so that's a that's a more so you can just wash it on um okay. but that's a more uh sophisticated approach and that is luke mockridge's tutorial okay. um ah, okay that is so we've talked about how dirty down shifts color um with okay. water um that will go all the way up to a very bright, bright color. Um, what you can do is mix. Um, this is my go-to, but any orangey-brown wash. This is Vallejo Rust Wash. And what that does is it acts as a ceiling to the color shift. So, um, and as you layer it on, you get more pigment. And when you put wet on Dirty Down, it wants to shift brighter. But again, every subsequent layer that you're putting on has the ceiling on it. So you sacrifice, when you mix this, you can mix it with ISO, mineral spirits, water, whatever, you can pre-mix it or apply it all afterwards. What you're going to do is is similar with all of those things. Um, You're going to sacrifice Dirty Down's range and color, the full range that you can achieve from deep red browns to the bright oranges and whatever, and you're going to get a uniform pigment that settles around every detail beautifully. Um, And that can be rivets, that can be um, panel lines, that can be you know whatever in this case in the sword it's settling into all the texture that is on that 3d print um which worked to my advantage and then the last step the difference between the third and the and the last is just a dry brush of metallic black uh the real rust heads will tell you you know that's not how rust works it's not you're, you know you're going to have a matte finish over the whole thing um but i feel like and with all these products there's a way to help with this i feel like it helps it read as rust right how's this going to gonna
1: exactly it's totally what it does it's yeah
4: versus uh you know too much nutmeg or something right (laughs) yeah (laughs) um yeah and um that's on a similar vein the vertigree to help it read as vertigree um you know wherever anybody touches a statue uh it's gonna rub off and rub off some of that oxidization uh tina um and you'll get down to that brass and copper underneath or copper underneath and reveal that shiny metal. And um, thankfully you get the full range of verdigris from aquamarine to teal. Um, I don't know those colors as well, (laughs) (laughs) but you can go in with a Q-tip wet with water and just rub off where anybody would have touched it on like the foot or uh, the crotch of the statue or
1: (laughs) that's where I'm rubbing. That's my favorite part of every
4: statue.
0: (laughs) That's where all the ones in real life are rubbed off. all the way down. I've never seen resin wear down before.
1: <laughs> um, um, and the sprays the same way. Can you can kind of wipe them with water? Oh, and or so, and that's a jump ahead, but I was just kind of no no. My thanks. brain the way my brain works.
4: Shifting gears. Um, the sprays are water soluble. Like I said, Europe specs water soluble down. The sprays are not going to have that range of color that you get from liquid effect. But what they're going to do is provide this griminess. I, I just painted one today. Um, I'll put this up so people can see. Um, provide some all griminess. So this is just a base coat of um, seafoam. And then I don't know if that's in focus, but yeah, all of yeah, the, just... the other color on that is just like a, a gritty grime that is um, built up in every crevice of the tile
1: and that's um, just so, with the spray
4: yeah i mean this is okay. primer and okay. this is the liquid effect rust but all of the the dusting that's okay. on there it comes from you dump an application on um and then you take a wet paper towel or a sea sponge or and you can do this on large scale stuff i've got a stormtrooper helmet with like streaks down the side of its face my and, sponge um, drawer a sponge yeah yes yeah you can create yeah. really great <laughs> textures um scott doesn't have
1: a sponge drawer i have a sponge drawer. <laughs> <laughs> You have a sponge brain. I have a sponge brain, that's true.
4: <laughs> I have a pile of in the garage of just, what can I do with this today? Yes. Well, um, and I, I'm looking
0: at your USA uh, shops here, and uh, surprisingly, the only Illinois shop I found is Red Raccoon Games down in Bloomington, Illinois. Yes, I was. I know where that place. That's a kick-ass hobby shop, game
4: shop, actually. I've never been, and I can tell you. That's where I went to college. Um, that's
1: where, That's
2: down there. Mm-hmm.
4: Since Adepticon, um, everybody went home and told their local people about this stuff. Okay, and I've gotten more wholesale inquiries in the since Adepticon than I have in the past like six months. So cool. that website list isn't up to date, and there are many more Illinois stores now <laughs> uh, coming. All right,
1: Let me, yeah. I bet Grognard's <laughs> one of them. Is Grognard? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. All right. <laughs> yep.
4: Um, I wish I had the the full list. Uh, well, we'll link you. to
1: all that too. If people can check out the the list of uh stores and where they're at and near their area and again if there isn't one buy it then go ahead talk to goblins hut but yeah i, I like that you push him to go to the hobby store first because those are going to be extinct too.
4: i mean i want mark <sighs> to box mine if i buy something i, I want mark <laughs> to box it oh it'll be me yep you know i maybe i can script my daughter into it see what happens she makes the boxes and then yeah that's I can awesome. have her put a drawing on it. That's Aww. mostly what she does. <laughs> yeah. Take a, try it. Try have her draw. He the first drawing I got. <laughs> he, got some, he gets some okay. good ones,
1: actually. I've gotten some good uh Oh, no. <laughs> so, one of our good good friends who's a sculptor who sculpts for Disney well, he used to sculpt for Disney. Oh, now wow. he does a bunch okay. of a toy stuff. He'll send him pictures on the boxes. He's they're, a they're real jerk. They're great. <laughs> Just to mess with <laughs> yes, you. Yes, they're great. <laughs> I like Ragna, the best. Your, your, what is it? Your grandmother? I don't have Ragna. Oh, you don't handy. have Ragna up um, here.
0: <laughs> so I had just gotten this puppy, and uh,
2: he sends me. This. Oh, that's... Okay. <laughs> He's such a jerk.
1: No. Um, oh man, I do want our guys. Please try this stuff out. There are and girls. There are some really cool stuff I think that we can do in the garage kit side of things, especially for a lot of basing stuff. Um, The sprays, I was really thinking like when you're doing like a rock base or you're doing something, spray that down, wipe it off. Cause we've a lot of times used like gel medium mixed with pigment, mixed with paint, and then wiped off to fill in cracks and stuff. And this wouldn't obstruct as much of the detail, I think. So I think this might be a better way of doing that. Cause I bought, I got my can at the show, so I'm going to give it a try. And I purposely haven't, Tried it yet because I wanted to have this interview first and then go and I, I have my bases ready and I'm gonna shoot a quick thing for, for our people too. Um the one thing I did read is that temperature matters. Is that true or not true? Like uh, should the bottles be warm? Because it's kind of cold here. So sometimes.
4: when you develop a cult following, you <laughs> get cult practices. Okay. And that means that everybody has a ritual that they've developed that works for them once. <laughs> because it can be finicky. Okay. I mean, it's not finicky. It's just the the knowledge hasn't spread yet. uh I commissioned a video that should be coming out in the next two months with best practices for the liquid effect. Okay, cool. Um, from start to finish, that I had a hundred percent input. I'm working with a creator, Mavericks Paint. Okay, to get that out. Um, and um, temperature. It's a flammable liquid. Do not use a hair dryer. Do not use a heat gun. Just make sure it's room but, temperature. But can you? <laughs> yes, you can. But uh, so in, <laughs> with sparklers? <laughs> no, no, it is highly flammable. <laughs> All uh, he I wants people- to highly flammable. I mean, come on. <laughs> um, yeah, you know what? Uh, that's I have, uh, <laughs> <laughs> i won't. I have two I guys promise. on Discord that, uh, yeah, that then let us know when you burn yourself. How good it tastes, and really? I'm like, no. It is toxic. Please stop (laughs) licking your brush. You know, this this is,
0: is, I swear to God. Um, So I worked in a Ford Motor Company uh, assembly plant. Uh Actually, I still worked there part time for 37 years and 34 of those. I was in maintenance. So we'd have this guy for a long time, came in with this company that provided us oil and Uh he would literally taste the oil and go, Oh, that's a um casserole. <laughs> blah 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 blah. I'm like, what? The what? <laughs> How many times did you have to taste that in order to just know? Yeah, I mean, it is. It's like, oh, the guy could talk your ear off too. And he was funny. His bald guy with a comb over and stuff. And every once in a while, he'd bend over <laughs> and the air would flip and stuff like that. But that,
1: that's the perfect picture of a guy that tastes oil.
0: That's I think that works. Perfectly. He could. He could taste like, oil. He would take a sample of the oil. Yeah, we got this. Yeah, that's burnt. Yep. You so change the question it.
1: was, he right? Like, could he tell oil by the, the? Yes. Okay.
0: Well, he was knowledgeable. He put you to sleep talking. Like oh, yeah. Knew. But I mean, oh, it's my. uh, yeah. He, but he could. Yeah. So well, that's
1: like Van Gogh used to eat his paint too. Like a lot. Like he would clean his fingers by licking his hands, and that's why he ended up in the hot when he painted Starry Night. And I might have some of this wrong. Was in the hospital, part of the mental hospital. He had all these stomach issues. But it was from all the paint that he had licked off and, and ended up with this big wad of oil paint, oh. basically, just sitting in his stomach, causing all these issues, was part of the reason he was such a miserable person most of the time. You so, think and that's what when I see, like Ben Comets, be who I took the... To, they always lick their brushes, and I'm like, what are you licking your brush for? Stop it!
4: There's a reason why Dirty Down has all of the warning labels on it. <laughs> and that kind of person is why. I'm
1: going to try the fire <laughs> part, though. I am at some point. I'll
2: let,
4: you know okay. how, I'll let you know how it works out. um well i i can give you uh, we'll do a rapid fire sure or a dirty down Go. step one and this is the the thing that i have to tell everybody you have to mix the pot more than any other paint that you own i don't know if this is going to show through there but everything that's on the top is it settled there's a ball yeah. bearing in the base 30 seconds on your vortex mixer or you have to scrape the gunk leave it all in there and handshake for about two minutes more than any other paint you own get it to do its thing vortex mixer saved lives though and arthritis. um water we've already talked about how that expands the color range you can apply it before after you can play around with it texture helps dirty down do its thing but more importantly read appropriately because while there's a texture to dirty down the bane of dirty down is flat surfaces everybody's first instinct is to put rust on something that looks silver looks metallic but when you see real rust you don't see the metal underneath in most cases you see a brownish red. That's underneath or with with the moss you can put it on rock and wood everything that you'd expect but um it's semi-opaque paint so the underlying paint is an orangey brown for the rust will do wonders um Flat and then finally glossy? uh does it matter doesn't matter okay doesn't matter. um a lot of people ask is this going to damage my coat of paint it's an alcohol-based paint no it's not unless you take like a you know a chisel to your model you're going to be okay. fine um and that really covers it with the exception of peripherals. Like if you are doing moss, what will help it read as moss is other vegetation around what you're, what you're working on. What will help it read as rust is uh, not just a perfectly flat surface, but something that's texture that's corroded. Um, and uh, yellow rust is just an expansion to all of those. It does great things. It helps the moss turn into this. You can make it look like slimy and grimy by mixing the two together, like ooze or, or radioactive sludge. Um, or you can mix it with rust to help achieve a, a brighter color quickly. That's, cool. that's the rapid fire advice for
1: that's perfect. Papers. That is perfect. Thank you so much for joining us. This has been awesome. I, I want to have you back after some of our guys kind of go through this and we'll like field some questions maybe, or just, you know, I like this conversation and more of like bringing the hobbies together and find hey, a way to kind of do that. And
0: everyone, there's a Goblins Hut, uh, YouTube channel oh yeah and, uh, <laughs> so hey go watch their thing subscribe to their channel let's let's get them some subscribers as well they probably have more than we do
4: uh, I don't, actually no so, he does not no. really? Instagram Instagram's the best place to find me I posted okay. three videos uh, to get the shorts on YouTube to link them elsewhere but mm-hmm. yeah I, I really appreciate you guys Jason Scott having me on
1: Dude, um, thanks Mark this has been great it's, I, it's been a lot of fun truly really cool <laughs> alright uh, we're back what do you think Scott
2: Super nice guy.
1: Super nice guy. Yeah. And I, I, I really hope somebody... Price even I, talks to you. I know. Isn't that weird? <laughs> that he didn't, like, shoo me away from his table. That's all right. right.
0: <laughs> I, I filled him in, just so everyone knows. It's been filled in. I'm uh, creeper here. <laughs> and we're good. Uh,
1: but, no, great guy. Thanks for coming on, Mark. Uh, I hope you uh, get some uh, business from us. I really, like, I want people to try stuff, but I want to bring this hobby together, so... Thank you so much for coming on and we'll see you soon. We're trying to get them to come to Wonderfest. See if we can get them a table. Not this one next year. Emails, voicemails and corrections. What do you want to start with Scott? Take your pick.
0: Let's go to voicemail. All right, here we go. Voicemail number.
4: one. Hello, model club TV, or as many of the people refer to it, the other show for
1: model in a movie. I'm just calling uh, to uh, Clark. say I really feel yeah, bad it that
2: it, it is. Uh,
0: Jason put Adepticon on the good show um, first and then uh, had to back it up again and show the
4: same thing again because someone's a little butthurt. But, you know, I understand that, Scott. When you're not secure and confident in who you are and your skills, you have to bring others down. And I haven't even called in or bothered you because, you know, I felt like we were on the same team now, but apparently not. You're still just the sad, sad gelatin mold of a man you were before.
2: Oh, well, That's, uh, see you soon.
1: A, a gelatin mold of a man.
0: Ouch. God, he, just, he just rolls on. Um, must be the English teacher in him. So I, I have a few
2: comments. Oh, here we go. Okay. okay. Yeah. First of all,
0: this this show was first, okay. All right. there'd be no model in a movie if it wasn't for all the work and groundwork that I've laid here with you, okay. So, that being said,
2: okay, I feel like,
0: and you know, you'll hate this, this, but I feel like I'm the Beatles and I laid. All this groundwork for some fucking half-assed fucking <laughs> bullshit band or something that he's in that wouldn't even exist if it wasn't for us. Okay, so uh, that's That's I will. I agree with that.
1: <laughs> I okay. agree with that a bit.
0: So you know that being said, it's it, this is Model Club. Okay. That's a model in a movie. That's We're going to work on this while we're watching a horrible movie. Okay? This is model club. This is where stuff like Adepticon belongs. Okay? (laughs) So,
2: all that being said, okay, we're the Beatles.
0: He's the Go-Go's. All right? That's all I'm going to say. All right? All right? But there would be no Go-Go's if there wasn't the Beatles first.
1: Okay. So uh, I, I do want to defend my uh, putting of adepticon information into model. And model.
0: Like, well, you can defend it all you want, but I'm going to Here's agree. why.
1: And it was more of a workbench conversation, which workbench work, workbench conversations are going to take place over there more because we're more apt to actually have built or paint something. So that's where those are going to happen. So, it, if I can just so, beat you with it. When we're actually talking about building models. That conversation might happen on the other show.
2: That's why. All right. Yeah. Voicemail number two. Manor Club is purple and Scott is. You know,
1: what else? I know Whoever, what it said. I know what it said. I know what it, what it said. It, it, it said, say? Model Club is poopy and Scott is. Mo-. That's what it said.
2: Well, they were getting ready to say that, and that Scott is marvelous. That's what it said. That well, had to be That was. It. We love you. Thanks for calling in. Uh, okay. emails. emails. Scott, we have no emails. Okay. But we have a letter a that letter? came in the mail, like legit came in the mail. Oh, shit. Yeah. Where's this postmark from? Oh, I know who it's from because they signed it. <laughs> oh.
1: What number am I thinking of? Sixty-nine, dude. <laughs> they sent it to this side. because of this episode specifically. We have a Bill and Ted. So here we go. From Big Daddy David Dave Horvath. I can he really call himself Big Daddy? He's not that big, dude.
0: He's dude. got like eighty-five kids. Oh, yes, oh
1: yes, he is a Big Daddy. <laughs>
0: yeah, he is a Big Daddy. He's and Big he's... Daddy in the actual term. Yes, he's like 85 kids.
1: Now it makes sense. <laughs> I'm an
0: idiot. All right. <laughs> Surprised his wife can even walk after all the kids oh, they Oh, whoa.
1: Okay. okay.
0: She's a lovely lady. Lois, we love you. Okay. Oh,
1: after the kids, not after them. Yeah. No. Dear Scott and Jason, congratulations on reaching this milestone. Enclosed, it's
2: such a you... filthy mind.
1: Enclosed, well, wait. Enclosed, you will find some little somethings for your celebration. Play safe. Oh, my. Which one's mine? Well, I think we all know. (laughs) Seriously, thank you both for your dedication, hard work, and labor of love using to bring this bi-monthly podcast. You never cease to entertain and enlighten us. Thanks also to your significant others for putting up with this craziness. Can we stop for a moment? And like, yes, thank you to both of our significant others for dealing with this garbage.
0: Yeah, mine's already hit me over the head. I I know, that's
1: right. So, uh, finally, thank you to all the amazing guests over the years. The stories, tips, product highlights, and in-depth information has been wonderful to follow. It truly covers the hobby better than any other format I can think of. If I were to leave Facebook tomorrow, I would miss very little in the way of hobby news that speaks volumes to what you have accomplished. This podcast deserves way more attention than it's getting. And I wish you all the continued success. Best wishes for a very long, long run guys. Sincerely, sincerely, Big Daddy Dave Horvath. So this, I love this. I think I might frame this actually. Big Daddy's awesome. Yeah, I love it. He is awesome. Great participant. He's awesome.
0: His wife's awesome. Great people. Um, great I guess kids. He's his kids doing this now. So
1: oh, that's I'm gonna find that picture and put it here. Oh no, I can't because yeah. there's kids in the picture because face YouTube will get us. Yeah. So for those of you who don't follow Dave Horvath. On Facebook. He had a picture of a bunch of kids building models on a set. They all looked night. like him. So and they that, had to be his. But I think they were just, they might have even been neighborhood kids. They could have been kids he dragged in off the street and forced them to build his collection. I don't yeah. know.
0: But he's got like 58 kids. He's, it warmed my is.
1: dead heart. And I loved, I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Seeing what they were doing, hanging out building stuff like like it used and to 3D be. 3D
2: printing is great. Awesome. Yeah.
1: So awesome. So, that's our show, everybody. Enjoy the gallery here at the end. Thanks to Dirty Down and Mark Henry. Promo code MCTV. Go over there and spend some money. Well
0: worth it. And we'll see you next time. Episode hey, 70. Be here sure to check out our good friend Rob Madison at Monster Model Review. Yep. Uh, Gary Frey.
2: Um,
1: just Paint It. Just Paint It. Brent Krug. Uh, I don't
0: know,
1: whatever. Scale Model Review. There's yeah. like... We got to get that like that episode together with all the other YouTube guys. So. And you
0: know what? What we need is a, a frame to put up here at the end with all these. Now, more work for uh, me. Okay. That's great. <laughs> I will do that. You know I what? Will. You know what? Spend a little more time on this and a little less time on that snooze fest with that fucking boring ape. Okay. And we'll be good to go. All right. Say goodbye, Scott.
2: Goodbye, Scott.